pink and lovely The girl from evening my goes walking And when she passes, each one she passes goes Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast and Allison Rosen Fan Podcast. I am your host, Lisa Lowry, and this week we will talk about last week's shows with Jeanette Rizzi and Chris Controversy, Jurassic Park's Jenna's Cheerleading, and this week's shows with Greg Fitzsimmons and Halloween Buffoonery, Allison's Tour of Offensiveness, and Bad Chiropractors. But first, I would like to introduce fellow best friends, return guest, and Cirque du Soleil buff, Toby. Welcome, Toby. Hi. Glad to be back. <laughs> and... Ultra fan, Rafael Castaneda. Welcome. A.K.A. in real life best friend to all the best friends. Ah. And a special guest tonight for a brief time. She has her briefs on, though. It's super fan, Megan. Hello, my little baby chiropractors. How are you? Oh, my God. I want to watch that show. First, we're going to have a little ultra fan, super fan, head-to-head showdown led by Megan. Take it away, Meg. Meg? Sorry. (laughs) Take it away, Meggie. Raphael, in the in in your editing, add like a Royal Rumble, like ding ding. Actually, I was thinking that, but Lisa did the editing. <laughs> I will now, be editing so now, that. so this will be fun. I will add a whole bunch of stuff. I'll a slide whistle anytime I can. Sweet. Hello, my darlings, or my haters, should I say? Um, so it's come to my attention that nobody agrees with me that. Drinking wine and taking two singular sleeping pills. Two? Um, two. I didn't realize it was that much. I know. It's scary, isn't it? I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Um, I can't believe I'm here to tell the tale. So uh, no one is on my side that that is worse than eating days-old meats, leftovers, sat out, unrefrigerated, collecting bacteria as if it were the plague. I'm going to tell you a little story, everybody. You, Jay Inslee, who I thought was like tight with me and stuff. Um, I still like you, but still. Um, you're my enemy for like in, in the moment right now. Until the uh, polling is over. <laughs> so I just so innocently woke up yesterday morning. I had made beef stew the night before in a crock pot. I'm like, man, I could go for some beef stew for breakfast. Lo and behold, I forgot to take it out of the crock pot and refrigerate it. And I'm looking at that beef stew and I'm like, Raphael does it. I think I can do it. So I'm like, all right, I'll be the tester of, of his tail. And if anyone is unfamiliar, Raphael, wait, I just said that I'm all over the place. Everybody, you got, they, they all know what I'm talking about, right? Like, or they should spell it out again, the context. So Raphael and I had an argument when he was staying over here for Podfest that both of our bad habits were like, which one is worse? And he, for some reason, is totally shocked that I find it shocking that he leaves food out overnight. And he was, and he's constantly on my case for taking sleeping pills, just the sleeping pills he has a problem with. Um, but also, especially that I drink a glass of wine and take sleeping pills at night. So that's the controversy. We've fought, fought about it. We've, we posed it on the episode that we did together and I've gotten zero people on my side even though J-Bob's response was like uh do as I say not as I do because you're like well yeah sleeping pills and wine that's my life but uh (laughs) and I would never and I would never eat 
food left out overnight, but I still agree with Rafi. And I'm like, boobs, come on. <laughs> I'd rather not know that I'm dying <laughs> is the thing. But it, I'd rather right, go to sleep and just be dead instead of barfing out of my butt and my out of every orifice. <laughs> so and then the die. <laughs> here's the thing about over-the-counter sleeping pills. Unless you take a shit ton it's not going to kill you. Unless you're trying to kill yourself with sleeping pills, it's not going to kill you. And I looked into drinking wine and taking sleeping pills. And you know what it said? You know why they advise against it? it had, because it have, like, sleeping... two X's on people's eyes, and that was the, the only picture that came the up. The opposite, Bobes. You'll <laughs> like this. I will like this, because I'll subscribe. <laughs> they say that you shouldn't take alcohol with sleeping pills because it exacerbates the effects of the alcohol. Oh, permanently. The dirt nap. No. <laughs> the eternal sleep. Uh, see, I'm coming here pleading my case. I'm still facing Listen, adversity. Megan, can you can you first tell them what happened yesterday? That's what I was getting at. Oh, and boy. then I, myself, strayed away from it. And now I'm going back. So I uh, had my beef stew. Your, bacteri- I was like, your bacteria stew. Got it. I was like, Rafi's my wrangler. Um wrangling my words so i ate the beef stew i was really happy about it and about 20 minutes afterwards nausea and i'm like nah like this is like we'll get through this um but then it was it can it persisted for like 10 minutes and it was just uncomfortable and i'm like all right like this is unfortunate but also like i probably can rub something in Rafi's face and that'll make me feel good. Some but cashew, just, some cashew dust. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've, thr- I've, I've threatened that before when he's over here. I'm like, man, I could just like put some pistachios on you and you'd be dead in the morning. That's crazy. But, um, so edit that out, Lisa. I don't want people to kill me when I sleep. Yeah. <laughs> but then it got to the point where I was at my computer working and I, had to puke like I was going to puke on my laptop if I didn't get up so I got up ran to the bathroom threw up everything and I was like wow how wrong these the ignorance on Twitter people coming at me when I've never had a problemo it's just been sweet sweet euphoria being able to (laughs) sleep because I have sleeping problems because if I take a sleeping pill I would be up until eight in the morning and my life would be miserable every night I've been doing this for four years. One beef stew incident, and I'm puking in the fucking toilet. So you did forget to mention that you washed down this beef stew with a bottle of wine and some pills. But whatever. Bobes is still (laughs) still trying in the front. Can I say something really quick? Yes. If if my poll was the election, you're not gonna like this, Megan. Of the pills not. and the wine is Trump. I have no peers. I have no peers. Do you hear what I said? The, the, <laughs> the pills and wine are Trump. Correct. But that's not true. I've been doing it for four years, people. Why what, Why and don't you understand me? And he's been me? grabbing pussy for like 20,000 years. I mean, this is, I'm grabbing my own pussy. Like, I'm not hurting, I'm not hurting anybody. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm team wine and pills, I think. Ooh. Okay. Oh, Colby. Okay. Because I... I don't eat meat, but I, yeah, so that, I'm not team that, but uh, I do enjoy that you're airing a beef about airing the beef. Oh, wow, great. 
Nice. So Toby, Toby needs to go on to the Best Friends Fancast Twitter page and vote because then Megan will have I voted. I voted. You did? Okay. I voted. There you go. Oh, see? I didn't see this. I was probably having my crisis yesterday and, and I'm not. Do you actually have a poll on Twitter? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know okay. that. Megan Let me poo. get. I have some thoughts. First of all, I agree. Pills and wine are fucking lit, son. I'm all for doing stupid drugs if you want. Rest in peace, Pimp C, but shout out to Future. I want to drink coding cough syrup if you know where I can get some for cheap. Hit me up. I don't want to pay $25 for a fucking ounce of this shit. So anyway, uh, so there's that. Two, what was in this beef stew? Uh, So there was beef stew meat. There was carrots, onions, and beef broth. Okay. How long did it set out for? Mm, from 6 p.m. the night before until about 7 a.m. So 13, 13 hours. Okay. So then this would fall in the range of edible to me. So this of brings it me would. to my conclusion <laughs> that the reason you threw up is because white people are mad delicate. They can't have milk and shit. They can't eat Taco Bell, which we'll get into later. Yes. White people eat anything, and they're like, oh, I got a rumbly in my tumbly. It's like, no, fam. Like, you got to get your stomach up to Mexican strength. That's, I can that's eat true. Anything. I, my stomach is a whoa, garbage whoa, whoa. can. I can wake up and eat anything. I just would not eat something that's been sitting out. I just have <laughs> so, I have certain, <laughs> I don't know, standards. Wait, not... can I say, I never do no. this on purpose. I come home and I set the box down from like my leftovers Purposely. and then I go about my day and then no, I'm like, oh shit, Rafi, I forgot to put it I away. I will not let you lie to our people. <laughs> you, there is a refrigerator. I saw you set these down and we had this conversation and you chose not to put them in the fridge. Okay, it's not like, oh, I'm just, I'm just not thinking. You're like on the table and then I'm like, what's up with it being on the table? And you left it there. And no, no. I'm just, I'm looking at this poll uh, that I just found it. <laughs> 34% sleeping pill, 56% food left overnight. I also want to emphasize that Rafi's not talking overnight. He's talking days at times. No, no, no. Yes. Okay, maybe like two Rafi. days at the most. But there are times <laughs> where I will... Why there... is that not shocking to anybody? There it's are shocking. Times... Oh, it's it shocking. Is. He's a raccoon. There... Thank you. There are times where I will choose to leave something out if I know I'm going to eat it in the morning. Because when you put it in the fridge, you know, it gets that, uh, like, it gets wet and soggy. So I'll just leave it out. But I'm telling you, Megan, I don't know how long I've been doing this leftover food thing. But I, you said I might have built up an immunity when we were talking about it. And that's nonsense. But I, I just, I think it just goes back to... Apparently, my stomach is just stronger than the average stomach. Or something. This is why black people are better athletes. You know, like, okay. our certain races, <laughs> certain okay. races are just better at certain things. I'm kidding. but This uh... has taken a turn that I'm not comfortable <laughs> with. Anyways, wow. everybody, I hate all of you except for Toby and or the other 44, or wait, what do you think? Or the other 44% of you. Who had voted? Um, Wait, now it's fifty-six to forty-four. Oh man, people, you gotta it's, get out and, and vote. That's I gotta, do, yeah. do your civic duty campaign. and vote on this. But I have had enough of your opinions, everyone else. So <laughs> get out of my feed.
Okay, really quick, I just want to say one last thing. Before we started recording, Megan said she was getting Twitter hate, and I thought this was, like, about something else, and I was, like, going to freak out on some people. So I'm glad that it was just this nonsense conversation. Correct. Um, but anyways, I have to do work, so I'm just coming to be to selfishly uh, pr- promote my opinions right. and to defend myself. I want to say that uh, if you, I've added a donate button to the in this together festival ticket sales. So if you go to the website and you're far away and you're like, man, Megan loves us so much, clearly, given the fact that she said I just hate all of you, so I just give her money. Um, I I would uh, advise you to to uh, go to the ticket page and uh, throw in some dough if you can't come. Yes. I mean, if you are coming, come meet up with us. We're going to do an Allison get people get together the night before. And then you should go in this together festival because it's going to be awesome. You should. We added Kimya Dawson to the lineup. She's from the Moldy Peaches. And if you are a food leftover night is safe for a person and you come to the festival, I will like you again. Okay. Guaranteed. Okay. So mm-hmm. there's, there's hope. All right, well, so you're going to go take care of some things. By that, you mean your pills are kicking in and the wine's kicking in? Yeah, I need to go. So also, I got it. I was trying to find the, uh, I was Googling how much do I have to take to overdose on sleeping pills? Oh my gosh, you're going to have like some kind of people coming to your door to check on you. Well, that's the thing. I'm scared of that. But I'm just saying like, if I do somehow die by accident, I need you guys to know I did not overdose on sleeping pills. Like in case something really creepy happens tonight even though it's all over my google searches your epitaph will read she died because she ate leftover beef stew that stayed out all night right don't worry that's i'll be there likely. for you that is a thousand percent more likely to rust me thank you so much folks <laughs> for letting me on and trying to, to win back my my people hey, even a, though it's not really what i did it's important i just spouted hate and it just hurts this is my home <laughs> And all y'all are just being not not my friends, and it hurts. Well, we Come still on. love you. Okay. That's why we think it's so bad, because we love you. We don't want you going out that way. Well, I mean, if you have to go out, it's a good way, but don't. I was going to say, it'd be so peaceful. Anyways, okay. Hey, that's going to be my choice, but I got to at least wait until I'm, you know, 90-ish. And then the heroin sure. addiction and the pills and the wine and sure, willy-nilly. Sure. That sounds like a good path. All right. Well, <laughs> okay. it's nice talking to you. Guys. Nice talking yeah. to you. Where should we find you on Twitter? Don't, because you're just going to say mean <laughs> things to me. I'll wait till the poll's over and then, you know what? Nobody needs to know who that was. No. Just put I'm own... keeping my identity hidden now. I'm I'm isolating myself from all the noise. I'm too sensitive for this. All right. Super clearly. Megan. Okay. We love you. Bye, guys. Love Have you. Good night. Bye. 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 Oh, Maggie Poo. Oh, you guys just had a nice harmonizing thing a la Jenna and Did Allison. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. I can't wait to hear that. <laughs> Oh, well, let's talk about last week a little bit. Speaking of pills and wine, it was Jeanette Rizzi and her one-woman show, Blindsided. Damn it, I didn't get to ask Megan. She was there that night that we were talking about it. I was about to say that. I was like, wait, she's there. Oh, man. Okay. Well, if you have a chance, text her, see if she'll come back and talk about it. Oh, you know what? First of all, I want to give a shout out. Raphael, I apologize to you because we recorded and it didn't get recorded. And I want a shout out to Jen at Dulce CA 17 She went above and beyond to be on this show. I mean, more than anyone I've ever seen. And it didn't work out. And I'm so apologetic and I feel like a piece of shit and a total loser but I hope she'll come back I hope the stars will align and she'll be back because she's she's really cool and y'all are missing out because that recording just got shit on <laughs> so I yeah. think I, 
it was a terrible coincidence. Jen was great. It's it's weird that I had a recording that didn't go through and then you did the next week. It's I like know. we're being sabotaged or something. Seriously. And we we're even joking about it. Oh, you know, it happened once to you and I, Rafi, and then we were kind of talking about how it happened to you. And it's like, ah, shit happens. And then it happened again. <laughs> It's like, oh, no. And it took a lot for her to finally come on. And then that happened. And it's like, oh, of course. It's, you know, someone that's not on all the time. So hopefully she'll come back. We'll get back to Jeanette. If Megan comes back, she can tell us about the show. It sounds very interesting. I'd like to see it. Jeanette's friends in high school, their suicide. One, uh, her best friend. Her best friend was the second one, right? So it was her best friend's boyfriend first. And then a year. Yeah, Frank. Okay, yeah, Frank. Frank and Katie. So first it was Frank, and then a year to the day, I believe it was Katie. And it's it's interesting that she can have a show that can be a comedy about suicide. But I'm very interested to see, because I know going through stuff that I've been through, it comedy and laughing about it in a certain way. Not laughing at people that have gone through it, but laughing, I don't know, making light of it, even though it's a totally dark subject. Just it helped me get through things. Maybe that's not for everyone, but... I'm interested to see how she could do that, even though this was kind of a fun episode until, you know, when she started talking about Katie's death, I think that's when it really, I mean, the way she painted the picture of the scene and everything, I mean, that still sits with me and that, that song, um, Ben Folds, that's what it was, right? Oh yeah. It was, oh, uh, uh, Brick, right? Ben Folds 5, it's called yes, Brick. The Brick, Brick. And she said that that, the piano music came on as she was passing her friend's house and she could see all this commotion going on and not really knowing what was going on and knew that she had to call her back and she didn't call her back and then her friend was gone. And then that's when Allison lost it. And I think, I know Allison is emotional because she's hormonal, but I also know that she has so much empathy for people. I think you, Rafi and Megan were talking about this, about with Dr. Drew, how he has to keep kind of like a, a stone face and not feel what your patients are feeling or what you're the person you're interviewing and not letting it in and i could see why dr drew has to do that but with i think that's what makes allison so great and why we love her so much is that she i mean she's feeling that person and she also had lost a friend of suicide so she could really feel and the whole thing i mean i think everyone was tearing up i don't know what what about you toby yeah that it was uh i mean i have some conflicting thoughts about this uh about this episode it was very very moving, and I like. I enjoyed hearing how she's processed everything into turning it into a show about comedy. And I think that that often you you hear comedians or people in comedic things talk about how that's a way of dealing with bad things. And the hate they get is usually from people who haven't gone through those things. Uh, you know, if a comedian tells a joke about someone dying or whatever, people, other people who have had that same relative die often find it funnier than the people who haven't, if that makes sense, because they, they've gone through it and they see it through the same way. And then that other people tend to get offended or think it's weird, haven't gone through that. So they don't, they don't understand processing it through a comedic way. So it was, I totally understand her doing that. And I think it would be a very interesting show. That is an interesting perspective. I'm going to call Megan back since she was, she was there, but I know she talked about some of the warning signs and seeing Maggie Poo. We lost you just right before I realized that you went to blindsided and I wanted to hear how it was. It's weird to pivot from just like rage and scorn to talking about such a sweet, sweet thing, but I'm a professional. So of course I can. It was really good. I laughed and cried equally. 
she's right. It was really funny. She talked a lot more about Katie and her friendship than Frank, I think his name. He was kind of just a side note, which I was surprised at because in the podcast, she talked a lot about the both of them. But the majority of it was sort of just giving her background and her moving to this small town and how life was really hard and lonely for her until she met Katie. And then she talked a lot about what her and Katie did together and what their friendship meant. And it was pretty long. I was going to see if maybe we could squeeze her in at the at previously mentioned in this together festival, but she had a really long act, so that won't be a thing. But yeah, the part that I cried the hardest at was this part where she was talking about how her and Katie would get in her car and sing rap songs and like the lights were changing so there there was a little bit of theatrics which was pretty cool and then they brought up a song on the music was blaring and she was like singing along pretending like she was singing along with her and her friend Katie in the car and that had reminded me a lot of my friendships growing up because a lot of what I did was ride around on the backgrounds with my with my friend Jake and we would go on what we called my our, our smoke route was just this loop like out into the country when we were 16 year old shithead smoking um so it was really really good and and it the place was full and I don't know if she did any other podcast and I didn't end up looking into it when I got home but the MC of the event or the like her opener um, was talking, was, you know, warming up the crowd and doing a, an act and then said that his brother had committed suicide and that he had heard uh, a lot of her story from a podcast that he listened to. And I was like, oh, I wonder if he's talking about Allison's podcast. So it was really good. Well, thank you. I think I, I would love to see it. I don't know how often yeah. she's going to be doing it, but definitely want to right. check it out. Yeah, I'm hoping she gets an opportunity to do it a lot more because it, it was a success. I mean, the place was full. Um, I was staring right at the back end of her parents, which I didn't really realize. There was a table of people who are definitely out of place and not just like your, you know, um, comedy going Hollywood people. They looked like Midwesterners who were in their 70s. So I'm like, I bet a couple of those people are her parents because she said on the podcast her parents would be there which must have been really weird for her because she talked about sexual stuff and i'm like i would fucking never like i would ban my parents from a show where i was talking about giving dudes blowjobs and stuff and Um, as a parent i don't know if i would even want to go i want to support my kid mutually i just say good for you but i'm gonna respectfully not watch yeah yeah i mean that's a good point too but yeah it was great and i'm really happy i went it wasn't that far from my house so i hope she's gets the opportunity to do it more well thanks for coming back on i appreciate it yeah what you what you guys talk about (laughs) we just started talking about her and then i'm like crap megan was there (laughs) oh yeah yeah it was great enjoy the rest of your potting thanks bye bye well that was perfect yeah i know that jeanette talked a little bit about seeing the signs in people and how things come out in different ways like her you know like losing hair or her skin problems and or having different behaviors that are you know different and it's really hard when you see those signs i'm sure for for a parent they maybe don't want to see it or friends even you know you just don't want to believe that that's happening but then there's also a lot of people that maybe don't show signs 
So, I mean, it's just, I'm just glad that she's doing this and that people like her are bringing things like this to the forefront of people's conversations. Things that nobody talks about openly, really, you know, like rape and suicide and abuse. And I think the more you talk about it, the less, you know, maybe you can save somebody's life. And I think that's her main goal. And I think it's very sad that she feels like she can't be committed to anybody or have a commitment or be in a relationship because she's afraid that they will kill themselves or that she just, she doesn't let herself connect. I don't think, I think she's afraid to love or she doesn't know how to feel anymore. And I couldn't relate more to that. I know a lot of times I feel like I pretend, but you know, eventually you start kind of feeling, (laughs) but I think, I don't know. What do you guys think? I was very happy that she was talking openly about it, and I think all of that stuff is important. The one thing that did sort of stick in my memory that I didn't necessarily love is that when Allison was asking her about whether she thought that Frank was mentally ill, she sort of went against what I would my thoughts would be. She was like, oh, no, you know, like he was happy and he was loved by his parents, and I don't... I, I don't know how much experience with mental illness either of you have, but it's not. You can be those things and be mentally ill. And I didn't, for someone who seemed to get a lot of things surrounding it and has a show about suicide and stuff, I thought that she sort of minimized the possibility of mental illness as a contribution to either or both of the suicides. That's a very good point. And I think it's interesting that there were so many uh, copycat suicides around at that that time i don't remember how many she said that there were but and i'm sure mental illness i mean it has to play a part in there somewhere and like you said a lot of times people put the face on that they think people want to see they're not going to show what's going on on the inside you know especially with something like that so i think that's a very good point yeah i mean i think like if it was uh depression is only one of many things right but i mean i don't know if you know about uh one called borderline but that's like the symptoms of borderline can be super impulsive and they can be very happy, very up for anything. Like there's a whole bunch of things under that. And that's just one of them. I mean, like, you know, there's tons of different sections under the mental illness umbrella, but that it just felt to me like she thought, well, no, she was, it, it, it felt cold and they didn't dive any deeper into it, but she sort of was like, Oh, no, you know, like, he was loved by his parents and was always happy. So, no, I don't think he had mental illness when I think that that's quite a broad sweeping under the rug of the possibility. Definitely. And I have read a little bit on the borderline personality. When I was trying to fix my relationship with my sister, I was trying to figure out what was wrong with her. And a lot of things that were in there were described her. And I thought, well, usually people, that when they have mental illnesses, they don't have the thought to hey i need help they just think it's everybody else or you know your brain tells you that you're fine so it's just it's a a tricky thing and i think that's why it's really great that megan is doing this festival that she's doing and hopefully it becomes more of a thing that's talked about and taken care of so to well i I wanted to i sort of wanted to see if she felt the same thing but i don't want to obviously keep bothering her but (laughs) that's uh, uh, yeah (laughs) I, i i i mean i did wonder if anyone else caught that same vibe it's like I know quite a few people with varying mental illness, and I I know a little bit about it. I don't fully understand it. Obviously, it's always a learning thing. But it just for someone who was who has spent a lot of time 
exploring these the effect of these suicides on her life it sort of didn't feel like she had given any thought to that possibility even so that was that that's the only thing about from that episode that stuck out as sort of like an interesting right. uh, out of left field thing to me the rest of it I, I loved and i loved what she's doing having that conversation i just think that that is should be part of that overall conversation oh for sure Perhaps. and i don't know toby i don't think you're on it yet but the best friends fan cast has a a Facebook page, a private page where we all talk. And this episode brought out this amazing, I don't know what it was, but I just made a bunch of people shared all of their experiences with suicide. And, you know, this private group is very, it makes, I don't know, it's more comfortable, I guess, than Twitter. It's more like a little community of private, you know, it's just Allison Rosen fans and there's no hate. It's just support and fun and for these people to come out with their stories just just because of Jeanette talking about it was kind of amazing and I felt pretty honored I guess that they felt comfortable enough to to speak about it in there so shout right. out to, to them right and overall yeah. great yeah that's great I will definitely uh, I don't I don't know we'll talk on yes. how I can get in on that but and again like because she's so open with everything else even if she herself doesn't touch on that side of it, I'm sure it naturally becomes part of the conversation. So it's not uh, right. So that's it's good anyway. It's just an opening to that side of it. And now we'll do an e break and then like Brody, and we're going to talk about Thursday's show from last week. A total change of gears. Uh, Chris Controversy, Jurassic Park, and Jenna's cheerleading. We were pumpkin spice Cheerios, which is kind of gross, but I, I, Rafi, you said Jenna had tried them and they were good yeah i think she said they were like her favorite thing of all the weird pumpkin spice foods that she had and there's a video of it on youtube yeah i'll take a hard pass on that but i'm not a big cereal person (laughs) unless i'm smoking pot (laughs) and it's not gonna be cheerios not that i smoke pot so that's cool and jensen carp was in i know the previous week jensen was on and he was awesome or maybe it wasn't the previous one it was a couple times before or something i don't know getting my weeks mixed up now with greg gone but and the dynamic was definitely off and i know we all kind of chit-chatted about that and it just seemed weird but you know i've had groups of friends where you're just really close and somebody comes in and they almost try too hard to be part of the group where everyone's like dude what's up with this person just like chill out and I think that's kind of what need, needed to happen. Obviously, we can talk about this week being much different than last week, in my opinion. But yeah, it was a little bit off. But Daniel's intro was awesome. And Jeff, he harmonized the two drops, which was really funny because he talked about maybe someone would make a song out of it or something. And I'm sure somebody's going to do that, like uh, Matt at Blue Canoe. Should I text him and see if he's uh, yeah. working on it? <laughs> uh, yeah. Now we have a special guest. Welcome, Matt. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I think it'd be really cool if he did that. But uh, are either of you Frasier fans? Toby, are you a fan of Frasier? Uh, I mean, not current. as I don't watch it now, but I, I have probably seen every episode. I, I was a big Cheers and Frasier fan. Oh, yeah, for sure. I was too. I loved both of them. Rafi? Yes. Like I mentioned that I would watch all kinds of syndicated sitcoms because we didn't have cable for a long time. So I've seen a lot of Frasier and I liked it. I don't remember much about it, but uh, I I remember I didn't I didn't know that Frasier came from Cheers until many years later, and uh, at first I I thought Cheers was like a terrible show, but after watching it, uh, it was uh, not too bad. Yeah, I think I had different incarnations of watching Frasier, like different phases of my life, and my husband and I have talked about rewatching it again 
And I know that there's a Frasier podcast. Who is it again? Matt Myra? Is that what we Matt said? Matt Myra, yeah. yeah. Tossed salad and scrambled eggs. It's yeah. Fun, right? I, haven't, have, I haven't listened to it. But. You haven't? Okay. I, I think it would be interesting. I don't know if they go episode by episode, but like a lot of those shows, I think that'd be really fun to listen and watch the show over again. And yeah. you know what? Actually, Raffi, after listening to your episode with Megan, when you filled in, talking about Golden Girls, there was a Golden Girls podcast, but it looks like it not it didn't go anywhere. And I think that'd be really fun. <laughs> To have someone that really hasn't watched it and then people that are fans like Megan. I, I never would have pegged her for a super Golden Girls fan. but Maybe the Gilmore guys can do Golden Guys. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be perfect. <laughs> I know they're going to do Bunhead Bros, but I never oh, saw yeah. Bunheads. Bunheads. I think they have one no, season. Are they seriously going to do that? They keep saying that. They're, they've been saying it the whole time that they were going to do it. And I think... Because a lot of the people from Gilmore Girls are in Bunhead Boys or Bunheads, so I I don't know. They've talked about it. I told them they should okay. do uh, Boys in the Parenthood. <laughs> Boys in the. <laughs> okay, no, I was just asking because I don't know anything about this Bunhead show, but on Jensen Carp's podcast, they call their fans Bunheads, and I don't even remember why, but it's from years ago. Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely a Bunhead. <laughs> Okay, that was some verbal blackface right there. No, I'm just kidding. I know that's what they were talking about, the the croissant-troversy. All right, so, Toby, you're from Canada. Where, where are you from in Canada, So, in case people forgot? Just near Toronto, London, Ontario. It's near near Toronto, like uh, sort of between Toronto and Detroit. Okay, so right you have some French-speaking people probably by you. How do you say croissant? Oh, yeah. Usually not with a hard R, with the, the like the croissant. Really? Sort of. See, but I think uh, you, you might can get say... away with it. Because you, see, the, see, Jensen's biggest thing is, like, you're going to say it the way you would say it because we're American. But Canada has a lot of French speaking, so that's that's a big difference. Yeah, and especially sort of, like, it's not that far. The one, I don't know how much you know about it or not, but the one Quebec is obviously the, that's the central French speaking area. And then there's other pockets of it. And Quebec is not, it's next to Ontario if you go east uh so there it's there are places there where they will not speak english to you parts of quebec it's they won't speak english to you at all yeah you must speak french for them like in businesses and stuff you have to speak french to them or they won't or they won't acknowledge you speaking english uh but montreal is the sort of the tourist capital of quebec and there it's everyone speaks both uh, so do the, you speak you speak both not very much french a little bit but not very much my daughter is in french immersion at school so she'll be by the time she's in grade three or four science class and math ta- class will be taught in french so she'll be fairly fluent it's it's that like if, if you live in canada to be uh, a pilot or a uh, airline attendant or any of those jobs and all government jobs have to be bilingual pretty much so it's it's a good skill to have in terms of future employment. So if someone who is American com- comes up and says you, that they say they try and pronounce it the French way, actually the way that Allison was saying was half French and half English, really Franglish, yeah. right? Because she was saying croissant with a hard T at the end. Yeah. So it would be fine. They would accept okay. any like if you were at Starbucks or, or like a place in Montreal. I bet they would roll their eyes at you if you said <laughs> croissant. But yes. <laughs> but if you were here, like, in, I think you could say any combination of things 
including like a crescent roll and people would be fine with it in most places. But in Quebec, they'd probably turn up their noses at you a little bit. But See, I did not that's... plan this to have someone who has, you know, from Canada that has French speaking yeah. in their background <laughs> or around them. Well, the, And you know about like poutine? Yes. Uh, do you know about that? Okay, so that's like the Canadian pride food. And it's actually pronounced like poutine, but ah. that's, a, that's a thing where if you, outside of Quebec, if you went in and ordered a poutine, people would make fun of you the same way. The sort of, that would be a similar discussion to the croissant, croissant, croissant. Vasser poo? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I know we talked to um, Hansi Copperfield. She's from Canada, and she was talking about poutine and or poutine. But you know, we have it, the red, the Red Robin around here has a version of it that's kind of disgusting. But uh, I wish that we had more of it because a French fries and gravy is delicious. Right and cheese curds. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's uh, the the what curds that they were eating on. Do you remember at Snack Chat they were eating and they were talking uh, yeah, about? Yeah, Let's uh, ho- hold were... on. Let's call up Superfan Megan. She's the one that sent yeah. them in. <laughs> right. Okay. Say, so don't those... say that word three times because she'll just pop back up. <laughs> She's like Beetlejuice. <laughs> so that that squeakiness that that uh, they were talking about when you bite into them. That's for if you want poutine, you want that. So you French fries and then squeaky cheese curds. And then there's a, it's not a gravy. It's like a sauce. Mm. Is Swiss Chalet a thing there too? No. Okay. So that's like a chicken, rotisserie chicken place. Uh, you mean poulet? So, uh, poulet, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> poulet rotisserie. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so they, they have a sauce that's more, it's, it's like gravy, but it's not sort of, uh, I don't think it's thickened by flour. Maybe it's cornstarch or something. It's, it's more clear than the sort of traditionally white chicken gravy. Anyway, that, that sauce in the cheese curds and the fries makes up the, the ideal poutine. That's and you can wonderful. do, it's really good. <laughs> I don't know why we don't have that more here. I mean, Red Robin has screwed it up. They put some sort of aioli bullshit on it and gravy. Oh, no. And something oh, else. No, no, no. And I was so excited because we've been talking about it on here and it was there. And I thought, well, it's not going to be, you know, authentic, I'm sure. But it was just and it didn't even taste good. <laughs> How could you fuck that up? Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of different versions of it here. There's like everybody does a different type of thing. But that's that maybe I should because uh, you can buy the powdered packets of the gravy. And I know that sounds gross, but it's actually pretty good of the sauce or or in a can. So maybe if I could... Uh, coordinate another send in of the cheese curds with yes. all send in all send in the sauce they could make their own and that would be a good snack chat for them to do so but we... would they flip the fries halfway through is the question. <laughs> oh oh boy that's the one i picked <laughs> really <laughs> yeah the hard-hitting items of yeah. jamos i love it oh yeah, exactly. nice callback poutine vasapu yeah. okay poutine vasapu <laughs> Uh, she had her OBGYN update. It's funny doing these because we're doing the two episodes together. So we already kind of have like a second part of these stories now. But the nutritionist and being in a... First of all, it being that much money seems kind of ridiculous. But I, I realized... Oh, oh, it's a... Well, we got we got corrected on this week's episode. So we don't even talk about it yet. Uh, but, you know, going in there, paying a bunch of money. And then there's these rubber foods in a basket, which... For me, I would just be rummaging through and getting hungry if I saw a picnic basket on the ground. But I, the whole thing just seemed kind of strange to me. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with with nutrition. I just that's so. Um, I hate to say self serving because she needs it. If you need it, you got to go get it. But like, 
doing stuff like that just seems so extravagant to me. There's no way that I would do that. So I have a problem with the the basket of plastic foods. And like I mentioned on our deleted episode that it's like when you go to a restaurant, and they bring out like a platter of yeah. desserts, but they're plastic. Um, and I was just I, I was just in a guitar center like a few days ago. And they have shakers, like maracas, you know, but they're shaped like fruits for kids. And and I think it'd be funny to uh, switch those out. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, or you could send them in for the fruit song and have a maracas version. Uh, we don't hear enough of the fruit song. I really miss it. I agree. It. I agree. Yeah. By the way, there's been a whole buttload of new jingles. But uh, yeah, I, so switching them out, that would be pretty funny. <laughs> Because they're, it's it's just a silly... Why, why do you need a plastic food to... What are you illustrating? Eat more of this or eat more of this. Like, they're not children. Right. It's, it does seem kind of like hand-holdy. Also, I want to know, how much does this cost? Did right. she say, and I just forgot? No, she didn't. She said that the insurance doesn't cover it, and it's a lot of money. She said it was more than her trainer. That's a lot of money. I think yeah. she said it was more than her trainer, and that's... A tra- you know how much trainers are expensive. I wouldn't know, because I wouldn't do that either, but... From what I hear, they're expensive. Yeah, I mean, I think they range, but yeah, it certainly, I think, would be more. Especially once they have their own podcast. (laughs) Yeah. But I I don't know. Maybe we should look into that. We we can do some background. Actually, Megan. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) She's also a dietitian. You guys didn't know. Daniel's ventriloquist impression. I need to see this on video. I think that's what we kind of talked about. We need to, I don't, maybe for the Patreon page or something, we can get him to do that for us to get some more people in because I think a lot of people want to see it. It sounded really funny just listening to it and it's an impression of a ventriloquist which is really funny. Yeah, I liked it. Yes, we need video. (laughs) (laughs) It certainly would make it better to see his face especially if he was really like still moving his lips quite a bit and it still sounded like that. That would be really funny, I think. (laughs) So I quickly googled registered dietitian and one of the suggestions was salary and according to a website uh, they average 56300 So, I mean, they're not wow. like, oh, hourly wage, 2707 I don't know. Maybe she just goes to the fancy uh, high-end dietitian. Kim Kardashian. Yeah. I have to think that that's like the average between places like, I would say, Iowa. That probably doesn't have tons of registered dietitians. Right. And uh, more expensive ones, which I imagine are localized to California. Yeah. In New York, probably, too. Yep, I agree. So we can probably multiply that by, like, 100. Yeah. <laughs> so Jensen Jensen Karp's description of his, of his ride, the Jurassic Park ride at Universal Studios, was so harrowing. And I'm just like, I couldn't breathe the whole time he was saying it because he has a very good way of telling a story and making you feel like you're on the ride. And how I would feel on the ride with going through all that, I wouldn't know what's happening. I, I don't know if I could just sit there, though, even though I'm being told to. I probably would. But I don't know. that The whole thing was just pretty scary. I don't know if you've ever been to Universal Studios. Toby, have you been here at all? I've only, in California, I've only been to San Diego. So that, no, I haven't been there. But we have a, not a theme park as much. Canada's Wonderland, it's called. And it's oh my God, rides. I want to go there. <laughs> It's, actually, it's I a just lot want of fun. a t-shirt, actually. That sounds awesome. That could be arranged. But okay. uh, <laughs> it's it's so it's all roller coasters, but there's not as much. It's not. It used to be Paramount Canada's Wonderland, so the rides were called, like, Top Gun, and there was one called Days of Thunder, and <laughs> basically all Tom Cruise stuff. But uh, they, now they're not 
affiliated with Paramount now, so now it's called Flight Deck instead of Top Gun. Like the ride is still there, but it's not not this type of stuff as as much. It's more just traditional roller coasters of different kinds. And it's only open for like four months because it's cold here. Oh, right. So, Rafi, you talked about wanting to go to Universal Studios and you haven't made it yet. And I think that you would really like it. Although, I don't know if I would go on the Jurassic Park ride. That kind of scares me. So, for a long time, I was afraid of roller coasters and whatnot. And I don't know when I decided. I was like, hey, listen, I would like... I would love to like ride in a race car and I have no fear of that. The only thing I was worried about was like going upside down, but I was like, it's like, you you don't really notice it. You, you just feel the feelings like, yeah, you can see you're upside down, but it, it's not a big deal. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to like go on every crazy roller coaster that we have here in Colorado. And it's like not bad at all. Um, but yeah, I would, I would like to go there. He mentioned that Daisy Ridley from the Star Wars movie was there and I guess she was with her boyfriend or something. I would I wouldn't care I wouldn't care about the ride breaking down. I'd be like, that's Daisy Ridley in front of me. <laughs> I know he kind of like, just I like don't... put it off to the side as if it was no big deal. Yeah, and like I'm not even into Star Wars, but I'd watch it. Or I've I've seen it, I should say. Um, but I don't know, she's cute. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Yeah, I was pretty scared. I, you know, I think the, the funniest thing to me was him saying that he thought that Newman was going to be there. And of course, I have to mention that because of Seinfeld. But And thanks for the, the Seinfeld shout out on your last episode, Rafi, with Megan. That was, that was funny. I did get it. Okay. <laughs> That's uh, just for you and Brittany and me, essentially. I know. Hi, Brittany. So... Uh, Jenna Jones, a.k.a. Jenna Jameson's journal. So we find out she was a cheerleader and the real man-eater, apparently. So it's funny, like, the more we learn about Jenna is... I don't know, I can't picture her this mean girl and this... I can picture her being popular because she's pretty and nice, but I can't picture her being, like, boy crazy and just the way she talks is so not what I think of her. So, you know, this, this journal entry was kind of... It was kind of short and it kind of... I don't know. To me, I took it as, you know, when Jensen was there last week, it seemed like the dynamic was off, like I said. And I think sometimes she reads it a certain way and it kind of sounded like she was just trying to get through it. So maybe that's why it sounded like that to me. Or maybe I was tuning out. I don't know. But anyways, it was, I still like learning about them and I love the journal entries a lot. I need to make you guys bring your journals in to read. I don't know why I haven't done that yet. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have one, Toby? Well, I, I think, yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay, it would be nice. similarly awkward and I would be rushing through it. Okay. So nice ha- hating everything that I wrote. <laughs> yes. I am so glad that I don't have anything like that. Actually, I kind of wish I did, but then I don't because I, I know the person I was. And I, we all hated If we met ourselves from back in high school, you would hate yourself. I would. I would totally. And I, I don't need proof of, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Shout out to Shannon Westman, who said in the snack chat, the Nazi cola candy, which sounded pretty good. They sounded like they didn't like it, but I I think cola candy sounds kind of awesome. Have either of you had cola flavored candy before? They're just the gummies. Do you know those ones? They're like, they look like. Yeah, those are pretty good. Just those ones. Yeah, they're a favorite in our household. Rafi, you're a gummy candy aficionado. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I like it, but I've never, I've never had those little Coke bottles. Uh, th- there are like root beer ones, also, right? Yes, they do have those other ones. Yeah, I You're mean right. that that to me doesn't really sound appealing. Like I like my gummy worms and and uh, gummy bears, but yeah, no, no soda unless oh, if they have Douce and and Coke oh bottle my God. candy. 
I'm drinking that right now, by the way. And I haven't eaten in like 11 hours, so. Well, there's your first million. You're going to have to come up with that candy. Listen, if if anyone out there has, I want to make like, (laughs) I shouldn't be talking about this on here because it's not related to Allison, but I want to make. Why would that stop us now? (laughs) Right. A book of recipes for Hennessy drinks. Um, And you could substitute any cognac that you like. Um, But. If anyone out there has like a a con, con, cognac cognac now why am I so I don't even remember how I say it if you have a <laughs> Hennessy recipe uh, let me know because I'm very interested in that probably one woven into Drake lyrics because <laughs> he's always talking about Hennessy you Torontoans and your Drake <laughs> shout out I to Roder oh yeah I don't listen to him that much but I do. I'm familiar. You, do, do you, is it a known fact that he used to be on the Degrassi? Popular... The yeah, best show okay. ever? Yeah. I, well, I don't know what people know or not, but Degrassi, like I used to live near Degrassi Street, the street in which that original one was filmed on. Okay. Now I'm going to very quickly get weird about this, but that, that iteration of Degrassi was amazing. Me and my sister used to watch it all the time. When he gets shot, it's the best clip ever go to youtube and type in uh jimmy degrassi gets shot or whatever it's fucking hilarious and he has like a weird like little afro and he looks like such a dweeb it's so funny that now he's like this supposed like he he like plays a very tough guy but he's not really he's still wheelchair jimmy to me oh yeah that's uh like a huge meme thing in Canada like him acting like a big superstar but he's just wheelchair Jimmy all right now that you guys are done speaking Japanese (laughs) (laughs) Allison talked about feeling the baby move for the first time which is super fucking cool and I know that that was like another step into making it seem more real it's funny because you could be pregnant and you're just you're just kind of used to the progression of the new things that you get used to but you don't I don't you don't really think of it I don't even know how to explain it, but you don't think of it as a baby, but you do. It's not a person. But then when you find out the sex, all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, it's a real baby. And then when you feel it move, you're like, oh yeah, there really is a baby in there. I'm not just like getting bigger. And, you know, for me, hearing the the first cry was the next one of like, this is really real. So I, I'm so happy for them. And I still just can't believe that this time next year, we're going to be seeing a little Rosenquantz like pictures everywhere and probably his own podcast i don't know yeah i was thinking about that um how sam is about to turn one and she like is so different from when she was born obviously but like it feels like she's like already like three years old or something so i can't imagine like i don't know baby i it's it's weird to say because i don't have kids but i guess they they do grow up so quick (laughs) ah Toby knows this for sure. How many kids did you say you had again? Four? Two. I have two. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why I'm multiplying it. That's that's, that's okay. two Canadian, which is like four American. <laughs> I, two Canadian is like 1.1 American, I think, <laughs> judging by the current exchange. <laughs> I, was, I was talking quality. Quality. Oh, in that case. Well, I'm not going to go there. but <laughs> <laughs> It's probably true. <laughs> this country's going... I mean, you know, vote for Trump. We're going to make this country great again just kidding Mm. (laughs) um and really really quick talking about the baby moving for the first time um i don't know what it was like for you toby but my friend uh who had who was pregnant one day we were out 
to eat and she's just like oh the baby's kicking you want to feel and the like i said the the only way i can describe it is it was magical like it felt really weird Aww. but oh, like yeah. in a good way yes that's pretty much the only way to describe it is it's unlike anything oh wow there's another human growing inside of you and here it is touching me on the outside it's really something it's awesome it's weird that that's why we are all here and still it's just i i can't wrap my mind around it and i've done it twice and it's just like i it's crazy it's just really freaking crazy it must be crazy for the guy like for you toby to be thinking like you put that in there <laughs> yeah exactly. that's just a weird concept <laughs> yeah it's it's interesting because you i mean for the guy or i'm sure for the woman too it's here here you are i can feel you moving constantly for the woman and when when they make sort of external connections for the man but i haven't met you yet i feel like i know you because you're part me and then they come out and you're like oh there you are like you're there you're a person and now i get to commence knowing you even though i've been feeling your existence for so long. Aww, I like that. I like to hear the guy's perspective. All right, shall we talk about Greg Fitzsimmons being on? This is the fifth time? I think, yeah. But... He was just number four was like just a month ago. I oh, that's right. So. Yeah, it was it so quick that, that it, it came up again and I was kind of surprised that he was on again. And I know they keep talking about having a show together and I don't like he keeps saying, you know, what will it be though? Well, there has to be a thing because, you know, but then, then this is where I might be wrong and he might be wrong is I thought, what are they going to talk about? He was just on a month ago, and they're not... It's not like a show about um, another show or anything. There's no... You know, what else new can she get out of him? And then it's like this huge episode that was totally fun. So I don't... I don't know what it would be about, but it, I think that this is the show. <laughs> yeah. Also, I think it would be fun for him to be on a Thursday show. I know it would be not permanent or anything obviously and it would be totally a weird dynamic but i think it'd be fun to kind of hear what that would be like i wrote that down actually really uh, i wrote i wrote would he get along on the in the thursday group that I was my would. note from this show yeah again not on a permanent basis but i, I would like to see because they like you said well well he, she, he was just a guest and then she did his podcast just recently like they do it I feel like between the two podcasts, they must sit down 10 times a year, almost, it feels like. Uh, and it's fresh all the time, and he's a great guest. And so I, I'm interested to see if that projects out to the rest of the group, I, or if yeah. it would. I, I think it would be interesting, because he's a good people person, and I think he's good at reading the room, and he's good at not he oversteps his bounds a little to see where you're going to go and then kind of pulls back if he has to or goes forward like we saw with this episode and he mentioned that you know he gets a lot of great response to the show on Twitter after he's been you know after he's been on her show it's like Twitter's you know lights up for him and he gets a lot of uh po it's all positive he said so that's kind of cool to hear especially since he's connected to to you know Corolla but um that's uh, one other thing I have written down here, actually, is he mentions there's something that would prevent them from doing a show, and they talk about it off air, and I wondered if it was him. It if, has to be, right? It, yeah, that's, I, I don't know if anyone else thought that when he was like, well, we can't, well, we'll talk about that off the air. I was like, oh, it's, it's got to be him, his, if he actually went and did a show with her, I think he thinks that that might uh, 
kind of sad, you know, yeah. that he would have his tentacles out that far. That I mean, he's on her show enough, and she's on his show, so I would think that would be I, enough to sever something. Maybe, but I think they're past that. Like the with the as the time moves on, I think they're past that. But when it came to actually co-hosting or doing a show together, that I think maybe then the former employer might be like, okay, no, you're you're done here. And I don't really know how it works on that show, but perhaps that's a not a terrible source of income for him. If I remember correctly, mm. he's on there quite a bit too. So yeah. I don't I don't know how it works in terms of paying the guests on either this or that show or any of that stuff. But I would imagine there's something, something's happening there. Perhaps that might prevent him from actually doing a full show, not just being a guest. I also think I'm talking a lot here. No, that's good. I, I actually, I was thinking that maybe he, maybe that's part of it, but I think he's just so busy. I mean, he does stand up shows all the time. He's got his own show that he puts out every week. I mean, he's a busy, busy guy. Plus TV stuff that he's doing. He just pitched a show, I guess, that sounds pretty exciting, but he was talking about getting Allison in on it, which I thought that was pretty cool. I don't know what it's going to be, though, because the way he said it, it almost sounded like it would be a panel. In my mind, it wasn't a sitcom. It was he wanted her to be in there to be a woman perspective and to give advice or something like it would be a panel or, or something. So I wasn't really sure what it would be, but that would be kind of fun if they... You know, she's been wanting to go towards TV, which, you know, that's her dream. So it'd be really cool if she could get closer to it through him. Mm-hmm, for sure. So they talked about, you know, in the beginning, they talked about her name, you know, because he first said, you know, wow, your name is just your name, your name, your name. And it's funny how, or trying to get your name out there to sell yourself like it's your brand. And then they talked about, you know, what would they do if it was that cool podcast that didn't have a name, but people had to try and find it, you know, like she kind of compared it to like those cool bars with no names which of course Rafi guess who knows where those places are Brittany <laughs> <laughs> yeah we went to one no way <laughs> oh well we we can talk about that later okay <laughs> well yeah so she takes me to some place that was like awesome I'm like of course you're just walking on the street and there's this door there's not even a line out there no sign just knock on the door and you go in and it's this cool place with these cool little private rooms that you sit in and these cool drinks and of course you know that and that's exactly what she's talking about and I wonder how you would do that podcast wise it would almost be like Prince you know how he had his symbol that that was his name which I don't know how that really worked out for him but you know they joked about it being a question mark like he just had to go find this thing so I'm curious what you guys think about this as far as people using their name or not or if you give a shit or not um I I don't have any thoughts on the name stuff so much. Yeah, I don't think it changes my opinion on, like, I love, obviously, I love this show, and it's got her name, and I love Comedy Bang Bang, and it's not Comedy Bang Bang. Scott Ackerman presents Comedy Bang Bang. It's, I don't think that that affects me, even if he changed it to something like that, or if she changed her show to something different i don't think it would change the content of the show for me it's all about content and the name is secondary yeah that's true i i think it's easier for people to find her you know with scott ackerman like his show must be big enough that you already just know the name of the show before him so that might be part of their point but you know adam carolla's show is huge and it's his name's right out there. So, yeah, I never even thought about that, but it would be interesting. I bet you now there's going to be some sort of word-of-mouth podcast that there's no name for, and you have to go find it, and it's just going to be like, you know, I'm sure Brittany will find it. Yeah, well, and the other thing is, I don't know, but, like, when I'm on iTunes, stuff is just, 
sometimes it's there and I'll take a flyer on it. And like the one, I just started listening to one called Ice Australia and it's uh, one comedian from Iceland and one from Australia and they do it every week. And it's so funny, but I never, I don't know either of the comedians by name or anything. It's just, so that's, that was just a random thing that popped up on iTunes. So I don't know what, I, they probably feature podcasts every once in a while too, right? So that it just. Jeff chimed in with his Barracuda radio. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I thought that was funny. She goes, "I don't know what that is." Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been over a year since his last episode, so we're oh, all right. starting to forget. No, I was thinking about that when she said there's like some, like maybe there's like some cool podcast. Recently, there's a show called Hollywood Handbook that apparently has oh, been yeah. around for a minute, and I've never heard of it, but they're making the rounds now for some reason. But yeah, the thing is, like a lot of people find podcasts via iTunes. Uh, charts mm. so oh that's true I was trying to yeah I was trying to think you know like what are the biggest podcasts of all time it'd probably be like this American life and serial mm -hmm. and those don't have a person's name but yeah. like the shows that I like are you know mostly driven by the talent on the show serial is 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 weird like it's not a podcasty kind of podcast it's kind of like a news show almost but it's a spin-off right like serial was a this american life podcast right and that's and this american life is a radio show that's the other thing i was gonna say is both if you look at adam or you look at uh comedy bang bang and you look at this american life or radio lab they all currently are or were broadcast on the radio uh, at some point. So the jump over was sort of perhaps people already listened to them on the radio and this was a way that they didn't have to listen, tune in at a specific time. And then on one week, This American Life said, oh, we're producing this show and they aired the first episode in entirety on the podcast. And I don't know if they also did that on the radio. And then it launched Serial. And I think that's the same. You mentioned Hollywood Handbook. The two guys from that show came on to Comedy Bang Bang doing ads about a year and a half ago. They sat in on the ads with Scott and then he had them on as guests. And then I think it's increased in popularity since then, even though they had already done several episodes. Right. Sort of. So that's a different, another way that things sort of just grow by people, talent from popular yeah, shows when, noticing when, their talent. I think, Lisa, you said last time, uh, you said that an appearance on Adam's show equals, you know, a full comedy room for Greg Fitzsimmons. Or was that not you? That was not me. Oh, maybe that was Megan. It might Megan, have been Megan. I'm calling you back. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, there was something else that uh, Greg Fitzsimmons mentions that there is a podcast network that is censoring their podcasts, and I'd not heard of it. So I today I looked it up, and guess who? Adam Carolla. What? On Monday, Wednesday, I think like on Monday and Wednesdays, he's censoring his podcast now, what? and it's been a few months. So I listened to like a 17 minute YouTube clip. So you guys don't have to. He's thank, essentially thank saying, right. He's essentially saying that, um, oh, you know, we want like the Cadillac sponsors and like he want, like Meg, Megan mentioned, you know, we were talking about how gross it is that these big companies are kind of getting in on podcasting so late. But so he's saying he wants like the GMs to advertise on his show because people will send uh, clips and like, oh, you said this and this about whatever. And then, you know, these advertisers will pull their ads. So he's saying, you know, now two times a week or whatever it was, he's going to censor the show. And I just thought it was so funny because if you remember, he would always say, 
I don't need you guys. I have a pirate ship. Yep. Fuck you guys. Yeah. And now he's, of course, you know, finding a way to justify it. Well, we're not censoring ourselves. We can still say whatever we want. We're just not saying MF for all the time. Uh, and it's like, well. The pirate ship has become a carnival cruise line. <laughs> exactly. It's like he'll he'll do anything for a buck. Like how, how like how much money do you need? Like, I don't. His show is successful. Right. I, how much I time do you need it. away from your family? Right. Yeah. Um, so I have a lot of problems with this, but shit, I had a fucking something I was going to say. What was I going to say? I don't know. I forgot. Well, I lost it in my anger. <laughs> yeah. I do think that that, that can have a negative effect though. Like yeah. if you're talking about, so if you say there's a, like a, a network, whether it's Earwolf or whatever, then if, if a couple of the big shows start doing that catering to that and they find that it brings in more revenue and then you have to be a censored show to be on that network or whatever you know like it it can put up a wall between sincerity and reality uh on one side and the the sort of corporate thing that make or that being away from makes podcasts so great on the other side uh right it's like the whole point of it yeah. to be free and just, you know, yeah, you can listen to it. If you don't like explicit language, then there's a warning and you don't listen to that one. It, that's crazy. The censoring. Fuck that. Right. <laughs> I, I remembered what I was going to say, but he, I, I don't know if this is just for his show or if that's all the shows on his network. But from what I gathered, it's probably just his show. I remembered what I was going to say. A podcast I like to listen to. And um, today you had Emily on the podcast. Uh, thank you for being a fan, right? Yes. She mentioned she used to listen to Bill Burr's podcast. It's called the Monday Morning Podcast. And he, I remember talking about this with Megan at Bumbershoot. Um, he he has ads like everyone, you know, the same ones, me on these and, and uh, Sherry's Berries or whatever. And he reads the copy exactly as they send it to him. So it'll say, you know, include these points. And he goes, well, if you fucking write it down, I'm going to read it. And then he'll <laughs> lose advertisers. And he says, he's like, oh, good. I only got two this this week. And <laughs> it's become a, my favorite part of the show because he adds his own spin to it. For MeUndies, he has a song that says, MeUndies, no more sweaty balls. <laughs> and so because he knows, he says, you know, his job is, he's a comedian. He doesn't need their money. He just, he welcomes it, you know, but... He does the podcast because he wants to, and if there's no one advertising, he's still going to do it. Uh, that's the difference between, you know, someone who needs to, I guess, fight for every dollar and, you know, someone who's doing it because they want to. And I would rather support people who want to do it. Absolutely. And making those spots more fun, I tune them out if they're the same whatever, whatever, whatever. I don't even listen to it anymore. But if you make it fun like that, see, you're talking about it on this show. You're, it's something you're remembering. And that would make me, oh, I want to check out these me undies. They sound like they might be right up my alley. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I thought Greg uh, on, the, on the Monday show did a really good job of doing that, like playing in the, in the spot there when he's like, well, surely it'll Amazon. cost a bucket load. <laughs> yeah, with the Amazon one where he's like, well, surely it'll cost them a lot more money. Well, but it must be steps and contracts that they have to fill out. <laughs> that was really I really good. enjoyed that. I did too. <laughs> you know, that conversation kind of, I don't know how it got, oh, you know why they were talking about the names. It kind of turned into, they talked about 
this author Elena Ferrante, which I immediately was like, I need to buy this book because it sounds really interesting. But it was a lady that didn't want to be outed as who you know her name, or she would never write again, which seems kind of pompous. But that being said, it sounded very interesting, so I immediately went to Amazon. It was like a combination of them reading the Amazon thing, the cool name name whatever conversation. I'm like, I'm totally buying stuff on you know through Allison's page right now. So that was that was good. Oh, I think I saw you say that on Twitter in her response, right? She responded. Yeah, and I can't wait yeah. to read that book. It's it's a book on friendship, I guess. Or it's a whole series, so the Neapolitan series. I'm totally interested. And if you guys are interested, support Allison's show by going to her website, AllisonRosen.com. Um, and click on the Amazon banner. And why, I, why I not, while you're there, become a Patreon supporter. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to talk about the, the book thing because it, it is a little... I guess pretentious that she's like, Oh, I'm going to, you know, give up writing if my identity is ever revealed or whatever. But who's the fucking scumbag who was like, yes. I'm going to, I'm going to rat her out. That person like, who should does be shunned that? from the world. Like from journalism, right? He's yes. like, Oh, I'm going to make my name by outing someone. Like, would you do that to like, I don't know who, but <laughs> you know, someone who was in Uh-oh, hiding for good reason. And yeah. you just, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I seriously, I feel lightheaded. Um, <laughs> It's alcohol but, on an empty stomach, or maybe you had a cheeseburger that's been sitting out. I'm not sure. No, I'd be fine. I would feel great after that. <laughs> um, no, like if someone was in hiding for like, like, is this person going to like say, hey, Anne Frank is hiding out over here. You might want to check this place. Right, right. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Mind your business. I agree. It is like her own thing. It's pompous. It's whatever. But it's her thing. That's what she and she's a writer and that's she's creating and she doesn't want to be known. Fine, that's her choice. Yeah, the asshole piece of shit that outed her. I wish I knew who it was because you know I would out him right now because you know lots of people listen to this show and are influenced. I was trying to think of a segue between like that. Oh yeah, names. Hello. Okay, so <laughs> speaking of names, so her due date, Allison's due date, is February fourth. And Greg says, oh, you should name the baby Valentino. That was like one of his, uh, one of his many names. And that is actually my nephew's name. He was born February 7th. My sister-in-law wanted to call him Vinny, which not great. And then Tino, which Allison said was, sounds like a drug dealer, is what they actually call him. Sometimes they call him Val, but it's never, Valentino is such a beautiful name and it's never called the whole thing. It's just, it's chopped up, so... I think that would be a good name because then you could call him T-Bone. <laughs> I was trying so hard not to laugh really hard into the mic and spit all over everything. I was like, wait, does she know what I'm referencing? Of course. <laughs> oh, Coco. So then, of course, then we get into her talking about Actually, he probably brought it up about, you know, the vaginal delivery or not. And, and he was talking about no vag delivery. And and she said tight as a butthole or something. And it's just like, oh, my gosh, this whole conversation was just a lot. And she really went through it. And uh, I agree with, I don't know which one of them said, but anal usually happens accidentally the first time. <laughs> if there's any more time. Not that I am witness to that at all, but I love that she yelled wrong hole, wrong hole when she had the (laughs) the almost accidental anal. (laughs) And I think Greg said it right. You know, he said, maybe a guy, it could be an accident. Yeah. But, you know, if a guy wants to do that, he might like poke around to see where you're at, you know, 
Like, well, let's see if there's a knock on this door and see what happens. <laughs> see if there's any openings. But yeah. he, he also, he, he kind of uh, talked about the progression from no sex to anal, which was kind of funny. Just, you know, you're having no sex with someone and then all of a sudden you're having anal. It's like the whole description of it was really funny. And he's also talking about how anal now is it's on the table. Like there's nothing. That's it. That's a thing now. And I think it's been a thing. I don't know if anyone out there has dated my sister that's listening, but it's definitely a thing. That was horrible for me to say. Edit that out, Lisa. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) And as many people told me that she was asking for it, I'm like, oh my God, I don't need to know that about her. I don't know where I just got really sidetracked on that one. Sorry about that. But yeah, it was a really funny... I don't don't know if you guys want to talk about anal, but... (laughs) But we could ghost no. over it if you want. <laughs> Ghosting over it is fine, I think. Rafi, anal. <laughs> uh, I mean, this is a long show already, Lisa. Oh, okay. Well, then let's talk about double anal. So, okay. I've heard of DP. I've not heard of double anal. I guess I'm not digging deep enough into my U-porn. But... <laughs> so, Allison says, how does that work? And then they were talking about different gauges, like in ears, which I've had my ears stretched where you go every, like, month or whatever and, like, stretch. And, like, that visual and thinking about that, like, oh, too... There's going to be so many corked up buttholes wandering around now. If anal is the thing, that's just too much, man. That's a lot of damage. Okay. I First of all, I don't know... How how Greg knows this, but he says that anal's on the table. Is it really? He said that his single friends tell him that that's a thing. Like, that's... Okay. You know. Okay. Now, the double anal, this... <laughs> from the from the man's perspective, I'm just thinking how... Mm-hmm. Where, where are the two guys standing? And also, <laughs> this is this is one of those things that's better yeah. kept in the deep recesses of the internet. Um, Like like pegging? I mean, do what you want, but that's got to cause bodily harm, right? Like you can't, I mean, like when you poop, then then is it just like nothing? Just like, just like a fucking straight out. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe I should have taken Toby's advice and I'm all, let's coast right over it. Okay, double anal. (laughs) Yeah, that was rough. That was a rough hatch, but it was really funny. It's funny. I like that she plays along with him because, like I said, he'll, like, dip his toe into, like, okay, how deep are you ready, you know, willing to go? And then she's willing to say that she almost accidentally had anal and yelled, wrong hole, wrong hole. In fact, that did happen to me once, and I'm pretty sure I just said something like that as well, where I'm like, oh, hey, back it up. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I said wrong, wrong hole, but I, I I don't really remember that was a long time ago. Any wrong holes for you guys? Okay, I'll, I'll we'll, we'll, we'll go, we'll go. Yeah, I guess, and you know, he talked more about that too, about the early, you know, early sex life when you're doing crazy things and, you know, having sex in weird places and like, I, I know people that become mature and like are adults and like they probably still do that kind of stuff but I think about you know when I was younger and having sex and you try and get away with things that you're like having sex on rides at Disneyland or like doing you know just like weird stuff that today I'd be like oh my god I would rather not do any of that I'd rather be at home watching Netflix and maybe we could like do something in the bed but like doing crazy stuff I don't know that just seems 
like a young man's game. And I realize you guys probably don't want to chime in, but... <laughs> no, I agree that it's, there's a certain element of, like, you do you do the stuff, and then I think there there's, like, a... A second wind of that maybe you've been if you if you've been married for a long time uh-huh. that you sort of discuss it consensually <laughs> that you're like oh i'm not getting i'm not going down this road i'm saying i think that could be a thing <laughs> you know and she also talked about going you know that excitement it wasn't even just sex but the excitement of things like getting ready to go to a show for me that i mean when she said that i was like oh my god i totally forgot that feeling and I know so, some of my friends still go to shows and they have like this whole, you know, get ready and like they do all this stuff. And I kind of like kind of wish I kind of miss that. And when I don't when I do go visit my friends, we I still kind of have that a little bit. But Allison was saying, you know, the build up to, you know, getting ready, talking about the show and the show wasn't even really the thing. It was what are we doing after? What do you do before that whole thing? Uh, having crushes on people and and I realized that I should probably say that I my crush on Jeff has is gone away ish because he's a real person and I'm a real person and I'm married and I thought that was kind of inappropriate to be talking about. But anyways, when I'm sitting here in the shed talking, I, I don't feel like everyone's listening and I think, oh, people are gonna really think that I'm like wanna date this guy. I'm just being you know, it's a silly crush, but not like for realsies. So yeah, but like that craziness that go real crushes that she was talking about that excitement of oh i'm gonna go see this band play and i have a crush on the drummer or have a crush on whoever that's gonna go see the show and just that young excitement that that i kind of miss but i don't like i would never trade anything in the world for that like kind of you know deer in the headlights kind of child childlike kind of uh feelings but greg was saying that having children is that she's going to feel that feeling again. And it's like the high, a high that has roots, the highest of highs, which I totally agree. It's just like a whole new, it's a whole different spectrum, I guess, of love and excitement. And it's interesting how he went from anal to like, you know, once you have your kid, you're going to have this exciting experience. So he really runs the gamut. We talked about this a little bit too. And Allison said this, she was talking about the Facebook community, how she feels Kind of the same way that we were talking about how we feel that it's nicer and the assholes get taken care of for her, which, you know, as soon as anybody says anything, anything negative to her, you know, Leanne's right there to be like, oh, no, you. <laughs> and I think I don't. Rafi, do you get in the mix or do you just I go and block people and report them, but I don't try and see Allison always says just as like stay out of it because you're going to create a storm. But I think after hearing that, she really likes it when people are like, hey. I've got my people that are going to take care of it, and I don't even have to deal with it. Yeah, I mean, I the last time I got involved was a long time ago, and I forget, somebody on Instagram said something, and I told them to eat a dick. But um, I, I don't, just because other people are taking care of it. Shout out to Leanne. And also because I don't, I just want to, it's like, it's just going to be four letter words and it's right. not going to be a good, like, comeback or anything. It's just going to be me calling them terrible things and of course their accounts are like private so i can't say anything like about their wife or kids or husband or whatever which is what i would normally do but uh yes i i stay out of it and i've never gotten any like shit on twitter which why would i but i don't know i I think i've only gotten me personally have only gotten a little which i'm sure you've seen but uh in general i was really worried because i'm a lot like allison where i'm sensitive to those things 
Where, yeah, there could be a hundred positive things, but the one negative thing is really going to bother me. And it's not because I don't appreciate the positive. And everyone always asks that of Allison. But I can relate to her when you have one. And I'm sure you can too. But when one negative thing happens, I lose sleep over it. Because I'm like, I know that that person either has a misunderstanding or doesn't really know who I am if they have a problem with me. Or... It's somebody that's talking out of their asshole and I want to like, I just want to like make them look like a piece of shit more than they already are. But, you know, on Twitter, it's so anonymous and I could be, it could be your, you know, other account that I'm talking to. And I don't even know. <laughs> no. Negative. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Someone send me shitty messages. Come on. I want to, I want to see what it's like. You know, I think mine, it came from someone that I know. So that was a little bit different. But from strangers, it would be weird. I know when the whole Adam Carolla thing was going on, I got into it with some people, but no one picked on me, which I was really surprised about. And that's what I was really scared of with starting, uh, when we first started JMO Patrol, I was really scared because I saw a lot of negative stuff on Twitter, a lot on, uh, you know, regarding other people and a lot. It was just seemed very negative. And I think that's why I was so anti-Twitter. So I was really scared of just what people were going to say and not maybe receive a fan cast about Allison well or something because you know people are mean to her so why wouldn't they be mean to us and we got a little bit of it I didn't have to take the heat of it because I wasn't really leading it so I didn't have to hear it but I saw some of it where I thought oh, I'm glad I'm not in that but it was for the most part it was all very positive so kind of surprising actually I just remembered I did get one tiny thing and you took care of it for me so really? when I was on her show <laughs> oh, really Somebody said, I don't know where, it must have been on her website oh, yes. or something. Somebody said, like, who's this new chump or something like that? And <laughs> you from a different account yes. said something, something. The jerk I store said called. the chump store called and they ran out of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had to do the Seinfeld account because I'm like, which I guess is kind of hiding. But I was like, no, no, leave, leave my boy alone. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. And it. And so I saw it many months later, and I and in the text I was like, "Oh, and by the way, thanks for defending me on Twitter." <laughs> and and you're probably like, "What?" Yes, and I when? was like, "Oh shit, did I do something wrong?" <laughs> I thought oh, you like, were oh, being thanks like, for defending me. Yeah, like thanks for yeah. defending me. <laughs> no, that's funny. No, but I was worried about about that. I was like, I'm probably just because I know how I how I think. I was like, oh, people are going to hate me on here. They're going to see uh, another good thing is that I don't know how many people actually listen to this. So I'm just talking, you know, to my pals. And then next thing you know, there's probably, there's probably like people who are like listening and are like, shut the fuck up already. And uh, good thing they don't, you know, say anything on Twitter, but go ahead if you want. I don't care. <laughs> Toby, do you get any Twitter hate? Do I get any Twitter hate? Uh, not really, but uh... You know, I've only been on this show a few times and I don't do anything else. I don't have a lot of followers, so it's not, I don't think I say anything super controversial, so it's not, but your, your, your poutine recipe might really have some people shaking yeah. their heads. Yeah, yeah. No, well, I thought, I mean, I thought some more people might chime in on my stream of uh, Cirque du Soleil information. Yes. Uh, I was like, either. I, and Allison didn't even respond, right? Yeah. Before we get to Thursday, I wanted to ask you about, I know we talked a little bit about it in your picture. Your, tell, okay. Tell us your background and 
knowing this about Cirque du Soleil? I, uh, when I was 14 or 15, my stepmom at the time gave me tickets and I had never seen it. And it was, uh, you know, it was their third or fourth touring show. Uh, and since then, I've seen every new touring show. I've seen, I haven't been to the ones in Vegas, but I've been to the one in Orlando. And I know all, uh, I've done research, I've seen everyone that comes through the city. Some of them I've seen multiple times from that picture. For a while, I was doing some trapeze stuff and the silks. Uh, I, w I was doing that for a while when they had a class in my city and I took, we did a show and stuff, nothing obviously huge, but it was, uh, it was, it's fun and Cirque, I'm just, I'm obsessed with going to it. I think it's so, so cool. And they're, they're animal friendly, which I love. And just over time, I've learned pretty much everything there is to know about how they operate and how they make things go and their history and stuff like that. And she seemed open to it at first. And then yeah, when I told was... her all the information, but, I know. you know, you said, you know, if you have any questions about Cirque du Soleil, I know a lot of, you know, about it. And she said, I'm all ears. And I thought, OK, cool. I want to know some more. So I read all the stuff. I thought, wow, that's really interesting. But I was going to ask you if she ever responded or replied to any of that. No. Oh, not I mean who knows right like it could be anything she could have had appointments that day and yeah. after a while or maybe a lot of other people were talking to her about things or maybe she had stuff going on or maybe she read it and was like that didn't really address anything I care about and <laughs> any of those are, are fine options <laughs> it probably did but she doesn't really you know she doesn't for me when I read a tweet I my really the like button or the, whatever the button is now the heart for whatever it is I, it just is acknowledgement that I read it you know yeah Really, for me, because I don't have enough followers that it's going to be like, she uses it for JMOs and she uses it for reference and, and stuff like that, which I don't. So I can understand that she probably read it and was like, okay, that's very interesting. Very cool. I'm surprised she didn't respond. Um, no, you know what's funny is the other day I was like just sitting like near my job getting breakfast and a, a semi that had Cirque du Soleil on the side uh, drove by and I was like, oh, weird. I wonder if there's a show in town. I should check. You should. I've never been, but my sister's been to a couple, and she was, like, blown away. And I was like, oh, I guess. I, I never thought it would be my thing. And the same thing with the Blue Man Group. I lump it all together. But then I saw something, and I don't know what it was, and it kind of piqued my interest of, like, what's hard for me is going to Vegas. I don't go to shows. I like to gamble. <laughs> and mm. so seeing shows takes time away from the roulette table for me. But the the Beatles one, I really want to go see that because I love the Beatles so much. And then seeing that with that show, I think that'd be, but I feel like that would be starting off at the top. Like that's, you know what I mean? It seems like the best one, but. Right. I was just going to ask, like, since you've seen them all and, and by the way, I wanted to, I was wondering why your uh, Twitter bio picture is like you hanging upside down, but now we know. I was going to say like, what are like the best uh, Cirque shows to go to? I don't, I, I'm assuming some of them are no longer, uh, you know, being produced, but... Yeah, for the most part, they all are still going, and uh, but the there's the two types, right? There's the ones, the residency ones, that like the ones that are in Vegas, uh, and there was one in Orlando, and I think they've since closed it, but so I'm glad I saw that one before it closed. So it depends a lot. I haven't seen the ones in Vegas, because I haven't been to Vegas, and I'm... The, they keep opening a new one, like, every two years, so I'm... At this point, I figure a trip to Vegas is going to cost me $10,000 if I'm going <laughs> to, just between going and then going to all the shows. But I doubt 
I'll have to do it in chunks at this point because I think there's eight shows and I think they're not cheap to see. There are uh, eight shows in Vegas? I believe so. But they, again, like they, they open and they close them. They had a Chris Angel based one and they have the Beatles one. And they have O, which is the, the one that Jenna and Al were talking about, right? I think. And I think Allison went to that one too. That's the one with the water. And then they have Ka, which is sort of the adult themed one. Like that's how they bill it. Like it's more sensual i guess i don't know i haven't seen it but i think it's more adult themed and then they have there's a, there's one or two other ones there I, I think that are permanent but i don't know if the chris angel one is still happening so it depends what you're looking for i can't recommend or not recommend any other ones in las vegas although i've heard O is very unique because of the water and they have a stage that tilts quite a bit as part of the that like it comes down over the water and it lifts up and tilts uh, 80 degrees or something so it's interesting and i'm that's one that i would definitely go to see if i were going there uh but they can do different things in the resident ones because they don't have to pack anything up right they're in a theater they put all of their stuff in that theater that they nothing else gets shown in that theater so they can have multiple things going on at the same time a lot more in those shows because they don't have to, they're not limited by rigging and packing up and the size of the ceiling and this and that like they are with the touring ones. So if you like that side of things, then the resident ones like a Las Vegas one would be very good, I think. And I, the one I saw in Orlando was good for that. Like, have, But I personally like the intimacy of the what they call the big top ones because they just set up in a parking lot like an old style circus there's not a lot of people there per show and it's you're all seated close together and everything that happens you're very close to it uh and i just find that's more mind-blowing to me is that happening oh that's that's good to know because love is at the top of my list and it has been for almost 10 years and uh yeah. so now i know that the the big top is what you want to go to okay it's so when yeah when one comes through nearby to you i just go to whatever like i there's one called Kuza, which I think is one of my favorite ones. It, it was about being daring. So they don't have any nets or, or harnesses or anything in that one. It's more terrifying to watch, but I, in a way that I really enjoy. The feats are quite amazing, and you know that if anything happens, it's not going to be good. But that one, it's high energy, and it's intimate and stuff. But basically, because you'll look at the website and the show's the touring ones will spend a year in Asia and a year in Europe or whatever. So basically whatever comes through, just try and see that, like, uh, to get the big top experience. And then, you know, like, obviously you'll want to see the Beatles one because I know you like the Beatles that it'll be cool for that side of things too. I'm going to be in Vegas in January and I know we're going to be there a little too long for me to be gambling every day. So I'm for sure going to pick one of those to go see. Yeah. Let me know which one you see. I'm interested okay, to see your take on it. It'll probably be the Beatles one, but the O sounds pretty cool. Yeah. I don't think I'm not sure because the Beatles one is more music themed and because O is more water themed. I'm actually not sure that I've seen as many of the acts that happen in either of those things that I have. I saw the Michael Jackson one and that one was great, but it, again, they weren't doing as much of the trick stuff. It was more 
dancing and music based, which I imagine the Beatles one is sort of that with a little bit of acrobats. The the touring ones are all acrobats and then the, the weird clown parts that are some of the clown parts are good and some of them not so much. Yeah, I don't know about the clown parts. <laughs> Some of them are awesome. Some of the ones, the clowns are really great. Oh, and that's like when they keep talking about plants or no plants, 100% of the, or not 100%, most of the Cirque du Soleil ones are plants because halfway through the thing, they end up doing an acrobatic thing. Like they play like they're just someone being pulled out of the crowd, but then it, they end up doing somersaults with the people. So clearly they're, they're just plants. But, <laughs> so if we sit next to someone wearing a unitard and full face paint, then we'll probably know that they were planted there. Yeah, the, the jig is up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but on another one there was people that they pulled from the audience i believe wow just to, they didn't do anything acrobatic yeah i'll take a pass on that i don't like being a part of the show I, I, I hate that kind of stuff i know that gives me anxiety jenna was talking about that too and i that ugh, i don't want to be part of the show but i definitely am gonna go see it so i'm gonna pick one it'll probably be the beatles one if i can get tickets to that I'll have to look into it now, but... Yes, yeah, I would start now for sure. All right, so we'll talk about this week's Thursday episode, the Halloween buffoonery episode, and Allison's tour of offensiveness and bad chiropractors. Uh, Daniel's intro, uh, he was trying to be spooky, but it felt like he was trying to hold back his, you know, his usual gusto but uh i thought it was kind of cute that he was trying to be all you know creepy or whatever and then trap dog uh sent in some spooky versions of the songs which i think they used some last year was the first time but i'm not 100 sure on that and um we were heard little caramel apples which i i can get i can get behind that for sure i'll be your caramel apple this week so we kind of talked about this on the about the other thursday episode but now this is the second half of her big discussion about nutritionists eventually offended registered dietitians which is their actual name apparently according to a listener that was really offended by what she said which i guess i could kind of see because they were kind of i don't know i I don't know where you guys stand on being offended by things because they're gonna make fun of everything eventually eventually it's gonna get to something that maybe affects you but if you can laugh about the other thing, then you should probably be able to laugh about the thing if it's about you. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, my job is a custodian, and I feel like that's always sort of the butt end of jokes in, like, TV shows or whatever. They're like, that's the dumbed-down job or something. Right. And I don't, that, that doesn't bother me any. It doesn't make me feel... So you can see, you can laugh at yourself or just, and eh, it doesn't really bother me because it's just something that people don't know anything about and they can just, whatever, but... This person really seemed to get a bee in their bonnet about being called the wrong thing. You know, talking about her body issues, I know that people, or at least she had some people that got offended by her mentioning that, you know, don't worry, I'm, I'm not fat, I'm just pregnant. And that offended some people, which, and I think she tried to explain this and I don't know if it came across, but in her mind, she's just thinking about her, it's really about herself. It's not about anybody else. It's not about her judging anybody else's weight at all because her mind she's still fat and then growing and getting bigger it goes against everything that she's worked so hard to fight against so now you're back into that it's just all in her mind so it's it's kind of hard to explain to someone that doesn't really understand the other side of that and I totally understand where I would constantly be wanting to say I'm you know I'm pregnant you know I'm not just fat I I'm sure I did that before because because people look down on people who are fat and you feel like bad about it but then it's not her saying, oh, you're fat. if you're fat, you're bad. It's just, it's her dealing with her own sort of mental issues about it, you know, regarding her own 
I don't know, her own self-esteem or her, the way she looks at herself. So it's, it's definitely not projecting out. It's projecting in. And being an Allison fan, I feel like you really can't be easily offended. But I'm sure there are people that are. So obviously this is proof of it. <laughs> Rafi, did you think, what do you think about the whole thing? I just feel like I don't, I, like I'm with Allison. I like am very hard on myself. But um, also I don't take myself very seriously. So if someone were to make fun of something that I cared about, I it, it wouldn't bother me because, I don't know. I just, like, if someone made fun of some illness that my family member had, you know, I wouldn't care. But I could see why someone would care. But going back to Bill Burr, I remember there was some lady wrote him an angry email and he read it on uh, his show. And, you know... he. Like the comedians always say, you know, you laughed at every joke up until that one. So, you know, you can't selectively say this is okay and this is not because to other people, that is okay. If you're a dietitian and you're listening to this, uh, get over it. <laughs> right. You could you could school them on, well, just so you know, this is what it really is. And there's a lot that goes behind it and everything. But it could still be a funny experience because we're not immersed in that world. So she's doing a show where she's kind of burying her feelings and getting offended by it just seems kind of a bit much, I guess. But I think there's just ways of going about it to educate her without, you know, being mean. Right. And also I think I'm, um, because I have friends that are assholes and they <laughs> constantly talk shit about everything I love that I, I like nothing could bother me. But I don't know. Some people are different. They they know nice people. <laughs> well, also, I think another thing with Allison is, you know, suppressing your feelings doesn't solve any problems either. And yeah, this is just it's a body image issue that a lot of people face. So I think She's saying, okay, I know it's crazy that I'm saying this, but I feel like I had to say this because she still has that insecure fat girl inside of her. So I totally understand that where you're just trying to say the negative thing before someone says it, even though they're not going to. But it's that whole kind of mentality of that she kind of grew up with. And I don't think she definitely she's not fat shaming or, you know, talking. She's not anti-fat. It's just... I just think, I just hope that she doesn't try and guard what she naturally would say because that's why we love her. That she's just open and honest and, you know, maybe this, the whole anal thing will be offending one person where I thought it was really funny the whole time. You know what I mean? Especially the double anal porn stars. They're going to be like, listen, <laughs> you didn't do it right. This is not how you do it. <laughs> Toby, what do you think? I mean, my thoughts, well, first of all, my thought listening to this is like as someone who's never cracked the north side of 145 pounds has grown up as a man i don't really think that i have a good view of body image struggles so i try to separate myself from that conversation because it seems mansplaining to say that you should or shouldn't feel this way about these things because i, I don't know i don't struggle with those things so I, I don't i don't have any ideas but hearing it though i do the only thing i would say is that if you are an Allison listener, then you probably know about, like you've mentioned, that she has the struggles with her weight and she feels about that. And you followed her, the struggles she had getting pregnant and you know that she's super happy 
be pregnant and you know that she doesn't dislike fat people or think any less of them, but that she is content with herself and that the pregnancy, although she's very happy to be pregnant, is bringing back some of these issues. And I think that if you've listened to her long enough, those all of that information is there and as such, I didn't hear it any other way. But again, if you were if you were someone else who had your own insecurities, or even if you weren't insecure about it and heard it as her saying, "Thank God I'm not fat," then I could. I mean, I'm open to understanding that side of it too. I suppose from her, her side, she could have said something along the lines of, "This is bringing up all of my insecurities," which I think she did say is part of it, and right. just sort of just internalized it more, I guess. But that's, to me, I it didn't even register on my radar. And again, I think that part of that is, you know, I'm a man, I'm thin, none of it, it's never been an issue for me. I've never had to really change anything in my life to remain that. So, so I don't, it doesn't enter my radar anyway. So I don't, I'm not sensitive to it. Right. And I think, you know, I'm sure the, the body image issues played into it, but also being in the public eye and seeing a lot of negative comments that she has gotten before, I'm sure she has that feeling of there's the one asshole out there that's looking at me that's ready to be like, oh, wow, you're a real cow now. Like, what happened? And she probably just has that feeling of that, you know, whatever. But, yeah, I think we pick and choose what we're offended by or what we're sensitive to. Like you said about being a janitor or, you know, sometimes people say, like, oh, people that don't have a job that are just, like, that are just moms or whatever. And I'm, I kind of like get a little sting, but then I'm like, eh, they don't really know what goes into it. So I really don't give a shit, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And around this time, um, Allison was saying like, you know, the things that really bother her. And then Jeff kind of like Dustin, you know, he stopped her and said, you know, don't do that. Yeah. 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 Just move on. <laughs> so I like that. Jeff is the new Dustin. Yep. I don't know if she listened, but yep. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, and that's kind of went into the, she talked about there was an iTunes comment that was nice, but then it ended with something negative. And Jensen said <laughs> that it's not the random commenter is your new best friend, <laughs> which I thought was really funny. I thought he was really funny this episode. I didn't see any weird dynamics like last week. I don't know if he was just trying too hard last week or it was just an off week, but this week it seemed like he didn't step on people as much. He fit in. He wasn't being offensive. He was just, he was really funny. And he, I, I don't know, his, his quick wit makes me laugh every single time he's on. His little comments or his little, the way he can spin something so quickly is just really funny to me. You know, he said that he's not bothered by comments on Twitter or something, you know, which he thought was strange because he internalizes a lot of other things. Which is good because I've seen some negative ones after last week on Twitter, which I thought, just keep it to yourself. Like, we could talk about it privately on our private Facebook page, but to put it out there and talk, to, you know, say things to him, I think is unnecessary. But I guess it doesn't bother him, so who fucking cares? <laughs> and speaking about, uh, you know, doing it in a private place, Daniel is on Patreon, so be careful what you say there. Oh my gosh. I fucking love that he's on there and he that we know he donated five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the well, two dollars, like the minimum, but it's still it's five dollars just to get in on some stuff. I immediately thought about the uh photoshopped picture that 
uh, is up there. And I was like, I hope he doesn't find that. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of weird that he's on there, but uh, he's welcome, of course. So maybe we should all like send messages to him on Patreon. <laughs> can you send messages to people? I think you can. Or just like in the, I don't know, I, I don't know how to use it very well. I haven't gone on a lot, but also she hasn't really done a lot of stuff on there. But that's not going to deter anybody from going and supporting because it's totally worth it. The live stream stuff is super fun and the bonus episodes, which a new one is going to be coming out with her and Jenna soon. So get on there so you can get it. It's it's gold. Um, have either of you gone to a chiropractor? I used to go to one because the place I worked at had like a, a chiropractic school and I had a bad lower back. So I would go there and they would do like a an adjustment plus a deep tissue massage and this like a warming pack thing. So I used to like on my lunch break go up to see, and it was only five bucks. So I'd go up oh. to, uh, to get that done pretty much three times a week. See, that sounds nice. Okay. Rafi, have you? No. And I would be scared. I would not be able to relax Me and either. I'd be the one who like tenses my neck and ends up dead on the floor. Yes. Everything they talked about today, this malarkey, this chiropr- this uh, chiropractic, whatever, every single thing they said was funny about it, which now next week they're probably going to have to do a lot of apologies about chiropractors, and then the next week it'll probably be anti-dentites or something. But <laughs> I, everything that they talked about is exactly the reason why I've never gone. First of all, like you, Rafi, I'm so tense that I'm just, I would be, I couldn't relax. I, I would have to smoke a lot of pot or like just be passed out. Maybe Megan can give me her uh, wine pill combo cocktail for me to go first. But 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 a stroke and that one hospital had 22 of those a year. That's a lot of it's not like this one time this happened. This is like, oh, yeah, I knew someone or this person. I don't I don't know about any of this. It, yeah. Like Daniel said when you watch an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, that's the move he does to kill people. Um, I liked that. The, the yeah. one thing I'll say is I thought Jensen brought up a pretty good point, and this probably covers all of these uh, types of sciences or whatever that you would put this under, where it's not like med school necessarily, where they go through like a whole... Although I think chiropodists do go to med school potentially, but I'm not 100% on that. But they, so the field might be flooded, so there might be a lot of not very knowledgeable people. And that's sort of what Jensen said, is like, okay, so maybe there are, sorry, what, nutritionist, was that the dietitian? Oh, yeah, dietitians. Registered, so whether it's that or chiropractors or different, that all of those different sections, it might be harder, you might go to one and be like, that was the worst experience ever. And they might be terrible, but that doesn't mean that there aren't good ones or that the whole experience is a bad one. Like I, these, these students were just students, the ones I went to. But when I had a particularly difficult thing, the doctor was on staff there and he would come and see me specifically because the students weren't as knowledgeable to get to deal with a certain pain or adjustment that is tougher to do. And then he would come in and do that one and t- teach them how to do it. They never got to do it themselves, which was nice for me. It's just but. like the cracking and the twisting. The necks, neck and back stuff freaks me out. And I think and them being tense on top of that, I don't know. My husband's been wanting to go, and I got him an inversion table for some present. I don't know, 
Father's Day one year. And that seems to really work and be cool. But I, going on that, I'm like, cool, now I'm going to snap my neck if I fall out of this thing. Screw that. I don't know. It's it's all too much. But I'm curious next week to hear about, uh, you know, what chiropractors are going to be sending their stuff in. Because every time they complain about anything, they get complaints. You know, when they had the, the air conditioning people firing back and then, then they have the overweight person and then they have the registered dietitian and everybody's going to be offended by something, I guess, and want to talk to her about it. But it makes for a good show, I have to say. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> so, uh, yes, please, or oh, please on Halloween. Rafi? I'm going to go yes, please. Um, as a kid, I probably only went out like maybe three times, but that's because I had a terrible childhood. But I'm all oh. for it. I'm in two scary movies. Uh, I've never been to like a haunted house thing, but I would gladly go. Yeah. Uh, and candy. Who who doesn't like candy? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Toby? I am full yes, please, on this because I was a kid and went out all the time. Uh, and then I moved out and I had a shared a house with two of my friends. And uh, we used to throw concerts in the basement. And so Halloween was always a big thing it was a big fun time all the time uh and then now i am the parent of kids so i've experienced it uh so you know my older boy doesn't go anymore but my daughter is fully into it so and i love the decorations i love i love uh the mini packs of candy because i don't love i don't Mm -hmm. love eating large amounts of candy so it's nice to have those yeah Yeah, i i think i agree with I, th- I agreed with everyone on something like Al. I agree with I'm a yes please all the way, but I don't agree with the buffoonery and the tomfoolery. Like I'm not on board with that. But the way that Jenna described it is like getting in the spirit of a holiday is so much fun, and then the candy and the decorations and the scary movies, and usually the weather's changing to be cool. Usually, I'd like to say it's fucking hot as shit here. But in my mind, it's cooling. I don't want to talk about that. (laughs) It's going to be raining here tomorrow, so I'm really excited about it. But it's still going to be 80. So um, my window has frost on it. Ugh! I'm sweating in here. My bangs are giving my whole like biosphere of sweat on my forehead. But that being said, I love Halloween. I love everything about it, except for like the stupid, you know, bullshit stuff. You know, some people. I know some adults that are really into like scaring people still and like doing that kind of stuff. That's not really my bag, but you know, teacher to each his own. But Raffi, what were you gonna say? It just had to do with candy, but tell me about your we're... candy woes. No, I was just gonna mm. say uh, I agree with uh, Toby that the one of the best things about Halloween as a kid was that I was not the kid who would like try to eat it all like at once. Like it would last me days and days, you know. So. That was always a good part. I agree. I would I would make mine last forever. Just, and my kids kind of do that too. Although the whole time they're trick or treating, they're eating the candy, and I'm like, no, just wait till you get home. <laughs> but it is funny. I don't know. Did you guys ever do like trading with your siblings? Like dump it out, trading, and doing like the whole like or sorting it, or did you, or did you just go for it all? I, I don't Look. remember much trading, but I I do know one of my favorite things was like. I would like come home from school and I'd be like, I know I still have one of these and I have like three of these and I'm saving those. And then like, but slowly would like dwindle away and it would just be, uh, you know, like fucking what's like the worst candy and don't say 
Smarties because I like those. And please um, don't say Whoppers either. Wait, Smarties, to clarify, Smarties are different here than they are there, I oh, think. Oh, really? Are they actually good? No, I'm are just Smarties, are, Smarties are like chalky candy there, right? Like they're fruit yeah. flavored, right? Smarties the, 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 are the like delicious M&M's. candy. Smarties are like M&M's here. They're chocolate they with s- a really? candy coated. Yeah. Are they sixlets over here, I wonder? I don't know. I do, Nestle, I believe, makes them oh, here. They might they, be. So do you have Arrow? Bar? Arrow. Like they're basically... Arrow is like the bubbly. Do you have Mirage? Yes. At, well, we don't okay, have so it. So Arrow is kind of like it. The regular stores, but at Cost Plus World Market, where you can get everything. I finally had my first Arrow bar like a couple weeks there ago. So I'd always see it. I'm like, I want to try this thing. It's interesting. <laughs> but, oh, they used to be my favorite. I don't, I don't have milk anymore, but they were my favorite. The mint arrows were my go-to. Uh, maybe I'll have to give it a uh, try. When it came to Halloween candy for me, I was it was an exercise in self-control. Uh, <laughs> I would start by eating all the crappy candy and work my way towards what were my favorite ones. Oh, that's smart. And I'm it like was the same. Digging out the Snickers, the Reese's, and then I'm left with like the Tootsie Rolls, I think is probably the worst. I don't, I don't know. Although Tootsie Rolls honestly my... aren't that bad, but like when you have it with the rest of it, it's like it's junk. <laughs> Yeah, I would uh, give my parents the ones that I really didn't care about because my mom tended and my dad both tended to like candy that I thought was terrible. So oh, that was lucky. fortuitous there. And I then my uh, kids are at school to dig through theirs and grab all the stuff I like. <laughs> oh, my daughter is not having that. She's onto it. She knows. I think she probably keeps a tally somewhere of what what she has. So she's like, I really thought that I had seven packs of this. I'm not, I'm unsure why there are five here now. <laughs> <laughs> she was inventory uh, yeah that. i'm pretty sure <laughs> Rafi, what do you think is the worst candy halloween candy you know i don't remember i think tootsie rolls are kind of on the low end but i think just from my childhood memories i think i i kind of i kind of have like a, a i like the shitty candies because People don't like Smarties, but I think they're great. And Tootsie Rolls are kind of weird, but I actually do kind of like them. So maybe I just like shitty candy. Well, the thing is, is on their own, they are actually that bad. Smarties, now when it comes to, like, at Valentine's Day, when you have those crappy heart candies, then sometimes people will give you Smarties. You're like, yes, I got some Smarties in the bag. Or, you know, when I'm digging around on my kid's Valentine's candy. But it's, it's I guess it just depends on, you know, where what else is in the bag because with Halloween candy you get all that good stuff and then that's like the throwaway stuff like the butterscotch candies and the peppermints or whatever but then on their own I would eat it yeah like I like butterscotch candies you know what I think is probably the worst any kind of lollipop yeah like the dum-dums yeah so Allison was talking about being invited to a party which first of all she thought it was an accident what I thought was funny is she wasn't sure if it was a costume party or not and I feel like you never assume a party is a Halloween party unless it's specified. Like, I would rather go not wearing a costume to a costume party than go as... Who was... He was uh, Daniel was saying someone came to a party as Baba Duke and no one else was dressed up. <sighs> that's like my worst nightmare. You could have nightmare. fun with that, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I love, love that baby Sam is going to be Jody Sawyer. I think that's yeah. hilarious. I also thought it'd be really funny if... If Al secretly dressed Sam up as a blue man just to get back at Jenna or not get back at her, but just to like as, a, you know, as some buffoonery 
for Halloween. It would be really funny, but that would be a lot of paint and probably really a disaster. <laughs> oh, totally. Hey, do you remember when were they talking about Pina Colada? Oh, was yeah, that that's during a snack chat. Oops. So we're not there yet. Um, yeah, I was just going to talk about one quick thing that I thought was funny. Allison, when she was changing from 8th to ninth grade, where she was like, I'm going to debut this new personality, which I thought was really, really funny. And I had a similar thing going from 7th to 8th grade. I think I was, ch- no, I changed schools and at the end of 7th grade and all of the popular kids were wearing like these certain clothes. So I thought next year this comes, I'm debuting the new me and I'm going to dress like with all these cool, you know, outfits that like they did. And by the way, those people moved on to high school and were not there anymore. And those clothes were not in style anymore. <laughs> it was really embarrassing, but I love that Allison wanted to be, her quote was, I would rather be remembered for being a bitch than forgotten for being nice. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was yeah. really funny. And I can't imagine her coming back and being bitchy, you know, going from nice girl to bitch. I wonder how long that lasted. I'd like, I bet you there's a, a journal entry somewhere that is in that time frame where she could really delve into that. But I thought it was funny that, that Jenna said, that's real housewives tagline. And then they all started kind of talking about their uh, theirs, which I thought that was really funny. I remember when they talked about that the first time. Lisa, didn't you have one? <laughs> yes. I think it was something like, damn it, what was it? It was like, I may, no, wait, what was it? I may look poor, but that's because I am. <laughs> something <laughs> like that. I had some other ones, too, where I thought, that would, I really think it would be fun for us all to come up with our own, because Jensen's was really funny, even though it was just, just the absence of one, basically. But the ones that, that Daniel came up for Allison before were really funny. We're going to have to come up with some. I think I'll think of some for next for next time. By the way, I always related as Rose from Golden Girls as well, Megan. Although a mixture yeah, but- of Rose and Blanche, I guess. But maybe I wanted to be like Blanche, but I was really more like a Rose. But not as dumb, I don't think. <laughs> I hope. Yeah, I don't know who's who, so you, you lost me. <laughs> but, you know, people calling me a Dorothy. Sorry, Raffi, but you're a guy, so it's okay. But... You know, oh, you can be Dorothy or whatever. I was like, oh, because I'm like the tall, awkward one. Because <laughs> that, that's how I always was. But see, tall people, uh, awkward people don't 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 write into the show. Because I was, I still am. So really quick, now I'm curious, um, which Sex in the City character are you two, and which Seinfeld character are you? Because <laughs> I'm I'm definitely a George and a Miranda. Miranda. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I guess those two can be the same, kind of. I guess I always thought I was like the um, Charlotte on Sex and the City, but I don't know why. Oh, you would think that, but you're not. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Where I'm probably Carrie, more actually. of the Miranda, like the awkward, not cool one, and also the same, I think. See, I'm a combination of George and Elaine, I think, but if they combine into one person, I think I would be that. But maybe I'm just yeah. a female George. <laughs> wasn't there an episode that sort of uh well there was the one where george was dating the girl that looked like jerry and then there's also the bizarro episode which is also great i remember the bizarro episode and wasn't there one where george abstains from sex and becomes really smart yes. and then elaine abstains from sex and becomes really stupid or something like that yes. uh... or the vice or the other way around oh that was it that it's gold jerry gold yeah (laughs) 
let's talk about the snack chat sent in by uh, Ryan, I guess, from Jordan, Minnesota. Yeah, he sent in flavored popcorn, which kind of like threw me because I kept thinking, you know, people keep sending in these snack chats and I'm racking my brain to think, oh, maybe I could send them something from around here that's regional. It's like, well, (laughs) guess what? (laughs) It's all the same stuff that, that, that they have and nothing's really special here. So I love hearing about all these different things that that are kind of normal for everybody else but the flavored popcorn it kind of intrigues me although i'm kind of like a movie theater popcorn only really like it and then everything else i'll eat it if it's there but i really don't want to because i feel like it's just wasted calories for how ungood it really is mountain dew popcorn uh, heavenly huckleberry pina colada spearmint licorice half of those sound really good and half of them sound fucking disgusting Rafi, what do you feel about the pina colada popcorn? None of these sound like things I want to eat, but the reason I wanted to talk about this is because Allison says pina, <laughs> and you, you say it correctly. It's pina. So, like, when people uh, ask me how to say my last name, I tell them I don't care, but they're like, no, I, no, like, how do you say it? I, I want to say it right. And I, and I say it, and then it's all about, it's all about the tilde over the N. Right. That's what changes it from improper to proper. So... <laughs> It's funny because Allison says my last name correctly, but she does not say Pina correctly. That is interesting. It's all because of that stupid song. Yep. Yes. <laughs> and it's also because people have been getting on her for the croissant, so she's like, for the croissant. So she's going to say the Pina Colada and the Raphael Castaneda. <laughs> the Spearmint Popcorn sounds disgusting. Like, who came up with that? Yeah. No. Licorice? Eh. I guess if you're at the movies and you're having licorice and popcorn all together, it's kind of maybe one of those kind of things, but I don't think so. The Mountain Dew one sounds interesting, even though I think Mountain Dew is disgusting and people who drink it are disgusting. But on popcorn, (laughs) for some reason, I feel like, sorry, Mountain Dew people, please don't send me. But I feel like it would be an interesting combination. And the Huckleberry one sounded really good until they said it tasted like cough medicine or something. So the whole thing seems weird. I want to know if it's like a flavored powder that's on the outside because that cheese popcorn I think is disgusting for that reason. Like smart food? Is that what it's called? Yeah, like those kinds of things or when you get like the tin of popcorn for Christmas and like the one is like cheddar and it's all powdery or like the white cheddar. Even Doritos, like I'm not a huge fan of all the crap that's on the outside. Even though the flavor's good, I just hate all the, I don't know, I like the flavor to be in the food. So I'm curious to know how exactly they got the flavor in there and if it's like these weird mountain dew flavored powders i imagine it's a powder like any popcorn that i've ever seen there's only i used to like smart food fine but the, there's one brand of popcorn here do you have kettle chips like kettle oh, chips yeah. there's a company called kettle and i don't know where they're from so i don't know if it's a american import that we get here or whether they're made in canada but they make a brand of popcorn that's sriracha flavored and the outside is like a sriracha and they use a really sweet corn in the popcorn so it's sweet the actual flavor of the popcorn is sweet and then the the outside is like a salty spicy and it's so good that actually sounds pretty good oh it's so so i'm surprised because everything here is sriracha everything and we don't have those yet so i'm curious i got them i got them up near my cottage and ended up while we were on vacation at the cottage this year, I probably ate seven bags of it and like family size bags. <laughs> and you have no weight problems. I hate you. No, See? not at all. See, I hate the skinny people. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I will say that like I don't usually eat snack food that way. 
And I did also gain 10 pounds. Oh. I gained 10 pounds in 11 days at the cottage. So that. Whoa! (laughs) Your body's like, what are you doing? (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, the alcohol probably had something to do with that, too. Oh, yeah. You know, during the snack chat, they kind of talked about snack taking etiquette, which Jensen was really big on top of. And I definitely noticed those things. I don't call people out on things, but in my mind, I mental noted like, oh, that person stuck their whole hand in that bag. Or I used to go to par- like for me, when I'm having a party, I put chips in a bowl and, you know, dip, whatever. I go to some people's parties and they just put bags out. And I'm like, no way. That's not you have a bag. Everyone's putting their hand in. Fuck that. Have I said fuck that enough on this show? I don't know why that's <laughs> happening tonight. It's not <laughs> typical. I mean, Brittany might beg to differ, but usually I'm drinking with her. And I'm not, I have not been drinking today. The important thing with the snacks is that you don't double dip your chip. <laughs> but, uh, uh, oh shit, what was I going to say? Forgot. I also prefer at parties, whether, like, if I'm hosting, to put out those plates alongside all that yes. chips you know and see that's very stuff. civilized and i go to people's so you... houses that have that and i think wow i should do that and i always buy those plates and then i forget to put them out or i put them out and people don't use them but at least when i do i do feel like i'm good i'm a good person <laughs> well and the thing then is like because like you say about reaching into the bag if you're if you're every time you go to get some you're reaching back into the bowl to me it's basically the same as the bag in that case but if you can just sort of grab a mittful and then put it on the on a plate and then do your individual mouthfuls from there, then that's sort of going back to the same with the dip too. I mean, then you can double dip if it's on your plate yeah, that's rather true. than into the bowl. And it never tastes as good though because it's like flat instead of bowl shaped, so you have to like scrape it. Yeah, but it's true. There was some study recently i don't know if we've talked about this yet but they're saying that the double dipping was there's just as many germs in the dip already or something (laughs) that double dipping is no no worse but i have a hard time believing that putting your whole mouth in the dip is different than not yeah i would yeah who knows those studies sometimes are like when they what they mean by no difference is like 100,000 bacteria versus like 400,000 bacteria which is might be negligible but like is not nothing <laughs> right yeah i'm not even gonna look into it anymore because i believe yeah, please. double dipping is not good let's not do it i just remembered what i was gonna say during this part uh during the you know uh snack etiquette alan said something like you didn't pour it out you animal to to jensen and it's nice that he's finally starting to kind of i don't know get more comfortable i guess with uh, making fun of jensen I totally agree, Jensen, because Jensen was on top of it, and then he went against his own thing, and then Al felt good enough to jump in and call him out on it. So you're right. It is good. that That's more of a familiar, like, okay, I feel like I can say this to you right now. I think that's part of the binding of the, the Thursday group, is they sort of grew up together, the current group, right? Like, I mean, other than Jenna and Allison, they were all sort of new to the mic, so I bet if you went back to listen to the first episode, it would be a much shakier than it is now in terms of people speaking up and chiming in and stuff like that. And there were no drops either, right? To sort of right. ease ease the the hilarity, I guess, or like add add to the lightheartedness. But Jensen is mic ready. Yes. But he's not group he's not group ready. So he's got the talking part down and the chiming in part down, but not with that specific group. But that like he's I think that's a good breaking point that if Al is chiming in 
to him saying something, then I think we're we're at that right balance now, probably. I think so too. So I don't know if you guys had the same dream, but I have a dream of going to the Taco Bell headquarters just as Jenna does, and I pass it often when I'm driving. It's off the five freeway, and I see it over there, and I'm like, I just want to know what's going on in there. And I think one of the executives has kids at my kid's school. So I'm trying to, let's see who we can be friends with here. But I like how Jensen was like, oh yeah, I got to go because of tweeting and blah, blah, blah. And he was just kind of whatever and coasted over it. But then the real story comes out. And I think that Allison can for, can for sure do it with all of her followers that she has. I don't know. Do you guys have this uh, dream of going there or is it just me? Not particularly there, but like that like for any, sure. I guess like any test kitchen, it would be fun. I think maybe for me, Taco Bell it's not one of my favorite foods, but seeing that it's it's something that I've passed by for however many years that I and you hear about, you know, they're creating these things in there and it just sounds like so much fun. Raphael, what do you think about Taco Bell food? I like it. I think it's better than Del Taco. Okay. Okay. And... Good night. <laughs> Thank you and good night. <laughs> Uh, all you Californians with your In-N-Out and your Del Taco, get the hell out of here. It's not as good as Taco Bell and uh, In-N-Out's not as good as Shake Shack. Um, <laughs> I, I also want to go to a test kitchen just because I imagine that it's like a Willy Wonka factory. But in reality, it's probably just like literally a kitchen. Right. <laughs> and, you know, um, they used to have a lady chef who was she was like a Mexican lady. Do you know what I'm talking about? For yes. Taco Bell, she was like doing their like healthier options yep the cantina that's not the kitchen i want to go to i no. want to go to the to the crazy one where like they're infusing cheese into things you know <laughs> um but also i don't think you can go there lisa because of uh, the aforementioned uh sensitive white people stomachs hey i have half <laughs> i have half of a mexican stomach that can handle everything okay well nothing okay, gives so... me anything going on out there so i i can eat oh you're I right would... I've never had a problem eating Taco Bell. When she says that you can that you have the runs for days or whatever, I'm like that does not happen to me. McDonald's makes my stomach hurt, but no problems like other than that, and because it's complete trash. Taco Bell at least feels like it's a little more something, but it's still not. And I don't feel as sick with it, and I don't ever have any problems. I don't I don't know where that's. I think you're these lily white delicate bowels and stomachs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. I've, I don't know why I've never mentioned this. Um, my job where I work now is a warehouse. It's very boring. But the warehouse is all, mostly I should say, McDonald's products. So they have everything from burgers and fries to napkins and straws. Um, so every Thursday, which is today, um, they cook McDonald's food for us in the cafeteria. And it's... It's McDonald's. I, I I only eat it because it's free and I don't have to drive to go get something else. But um, I don't know. It would be this might be like a dream for Jenna or something. But for me, it's just like being at like a school cafeteria. And I'm like, I wish I was eating something good. <laughs> well, I could say Taco Bell tacos. The crunchy tacos are my favorite thing there. And that is the best thing um, compared to Del Taco. Much better taco. But Del Taco is the... so good. Have you had the Doritos Locos tacos? Yeah, they're all right. See, I, I just go back to the Doritos. I hate that powdery shit on there. Okay. And I think don't yeah. mess with it. And their sour cream always tastes bad. So I'm always excited about it. And it has like two 
It's just too weird tasting. So it gives like a weird flavor. And their quesadillas fucking suck. I am going to try whoa, not whoa, curse whoa, anymore. Whoa. But their quesadillas are like have American cheese in them. They're disgusting. But they're... No. They're good. Del Taco. Anyway. Get a Del Taco quesadilla next to Taco Bell. and have. Well, next time you're here, we're having a taste test. And you tell me what's good at Taco Bell. Because I know Taco Bell has really good stuff. I actually like their, their nachos are good. And their some of their burritos are really good. But Okay, so I don't eat... a. I, I'm like a creature of habit. So when I go to Taco Bell, I get the same thing. It's yeah, the chicken quesadilla combo thing okay. <laughs> with a taco. And then I get an extra fiery Dorito Loco taco. And that's my jam. But um, we, we should. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I Like I said, I like garbage food. I also like <laughs> like nicer stuff. So there was, before we get move off of this, there was something that Jeff said. That he's mentioned before when when Jensen was talking about, you know, we were just around outside or like in the neighborhood and tweeting. And uh, Jeff said, I've been trying that with Taylor Swift or something like that. Yes. And this is not the first time he's mentioned his love of Taylor Swift. So maybe it's because he just like wants to get close to her cats. But as someone mm. who also loves Taylor Swift, um, I think it's, it's funny. It's, it's cat like. <laughs> Goes by a different name. Uh-huh. As you would say, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> um, it's funny that I didn't see him this past Saturday in Austin, Texas at the Taylor Swift concert. Huh. Uh, Mr. Big Fan over there, Jeff. Uh, Maybe he uh, was, was uh, he? dressed as a girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so proud of myself. Sorry. I don't even know what that means. but Because uh, it's a great... Guys like Taylor Swift? Taylor Swift? I don't know. It seems weird to me. And not maybe hey. he was dressed as a kid. <laughs> she has some fucking jams, okay, Miss Judgy McJudgerson over there. I know. I really am. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I, I just wanted to talk about that. I love that, Taylor. That Swift. kind of was an eye opener for me, and that was not the time when I realized I didn't have a crush on me anymore. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> I swear. <laughs> When they were talking about Daniel making his sculptures, he said, I'm also having fun with the packaging. That makes me want to buy one because now I want to see how he's packaging them. True. Uh, number two, they mentioned Joe Mandy buying 1 million Twitter followers. From what I recall, it was only about $300 that he spent. During JMO's, Alan whispered, are there any more Just Me or Everyone's? <laughs> and they got sad that they every, and I got kind of sad that I missed Greg. And the last thing was, what is this Labash bread or lavish bread? Oh, what, Labash. What is that? L-A-V-A-S-H. I think it's Middle yeah, Eastern or Lebanese or now it's like fusion because California has to have everything that's <laughs> healthy-ish or pretends to be healthy. That's all. <laughs> I don't think okay. it's good. I thought it was like crackers, like kind of dry, like dusty waste of calories. Okay, I just looked it up, and there might um, be a flatbread though. It's Armenian. Armenian. See how so close? Okay. See, here's the thing. You guys don't don't write in to me and tell me I was getting the wrong country. <laughs> All you Lebanese uh, people. Yeah, it makes sense. Why I've never had it. I, yeah, we can move on now. Although that kind of food is really good, I just don't like that kind of bread. All right, Toby, what JMO spoke to you this week? The flipping the French fries one. <laughs> Do you remember who sent that in? I can't remember. Yeah, I got it here. It it was Kate Leroy. Kate Leroy. Yeah, I don't know if that's at Kate Leroy. 
Groy, but I just, I only was able, I guess I could have rewound, but I did catch the name there. Uh, partially because they were talking about French fries are kind of, they're popular in my house and we have a deep fryer, but I only bring it out, try to only bring it out once a year. So we do have the oven baked ones a lot just because it does save them money in terms of, you know, they're $3 and you get a couple of side dishes out of it. And then some people in my house don't like pasta and some people don't like rice. So it's, I try to do potatoes as many different ways as I can. Uh, but I absolutely flip them halfway through. Otherwise, for me, the one side is crispy the way you want it, and the other side is sort of mushy. I haven't found a way to get it different than that. Yeah, I had to say the deep fryer makes those frozen fries just amazing. But yeah. like you said, taking that out, it's bad and everything else. It's, it's a mess, and it's bad for you, and it's everything. But... Yeah, I try and flip them, but I always have the thing where they stick together and then they're still kind of mushy and I just, I don't know. I don't I don't think I flip. I think I've tried and then it just is a disaster in itself. So I just I just stick with the mushiness and, and just dream about the, the deep fryer and wish I did would have done it. <laughs> Every time I bring out the deep fryer, I make Midway donuts. I don't even know what that so is. So I try, I want again, it. I try not. <laughs> you know those mini donuts that oh, they yes. usually they come with either uh, icing sugar or cinnamon sugar? So I so good. I, that's what I do when I do that, or puff pastries or stuff like that. So I don't, I almost never pull it out, except for we, once a year we have a party and I pull it out then and then use it for the next like three meals until the oil is unusable. So I think and, there needs to be some sort of donut poutine dish happening. Yeah, ooh, that would be interesting. Like a sweet, like salty a... yumminess. Mm. Sounds pretty there good. There could be a way of doing that, yeah. All right, I'll get on board with that. Good that it, that's good. Ravi, do you flip your fries or do you even bake in the oven? Uh, I do use my oven occasion occasionally. Oh Lisa, yeah, weren't you gonna you. bake something? And I never got back to you on it. You're gonna bake a cake. Was that something? I don't know. I may be projecting. Um, I know Megan was making her bacon wrap dates a lot. I thought we were talking oh, about something at that she, time. No, last. On the four-hour episode we recorded, she was like, oh, hold on, let me put some kale chips in the oven. <laughs> um, but no, um, did you pick a JMO, Lisa? Oh, yeah, I did. I picked my own, but so you go ahead. Okay, because I was going to say, of the three of us here, I'm the only one who didn't have a JMO read this week. So oh, that's I, right. I, I wanted to talk about both of yours. I picked one from last week, and then this week I forgot, and I'm like, well, I have, like, more to say about mine, but, like, I didn't really put too much thought into it, so. What what was your JMO, by mine the way? Mine was, I've, and this has just happened in the past month, that three people have stopped by my house to uh, ring the doorbell, leave a note, or just drive by and yell out, hey, are you selling your car because they want my car? And Jeff is right. Yeah, that's a thing, like, that happens all the time where you put you know, cards on people's cars. But in his world and the world that I used to come from with old cars, yes, that happens all the time. But my car is a 2003 Toyota Highlander and I live on a cul-de-sac. So they have to be searching. They're not asking everybody in the neighborhood, are you buying, you know, can I buy your car? They're asking my car specifically, which makes me very nervous to take it anywhere because it's not anything, but apparently people want it, <laughs> which I think is very strange. Although, and even Jenna was like, oh, like that's weird, which it is. It's it's not, I don't think it's normal because everyone in my neighborhood's like, I don't know what, what's happening, but somebody, they want your car really bad. 
one guy said that they send them to Cambodia to be taxis, and it's like a big money-making thing, I guess. But I don't know if that's true. I don't know really what's going on. Does this happen to either of you? I drive a 2006 Dodge Grand Caravan, so uh, I'm pretty sure that there's 900,000 of them in the city <laughs> that I live in alone, so I don't think anyone's looking to buy it. That's the thing. I see Highlanders all the time. I- I it's not like such a rare car and people are constant. I mean, it was three times in one month, so I'm like, really again? It's just like very strange to me. But yeah, but maybe it is something like that. Like it has a very specific uh, usability in yeah. a certain way, or like if it if they do in fact ship it off to somewhere to be used for a specific thing, maybe all of the taxis there are that. Maybe it's not vehicles like that. Maybe right. it's that. That one, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And Which so to I, them, it's It makes me feel worthwhile. good that I can easily sell it someday when mm-hmm. I'm ready for that. When I had an old car, people are always asking, you know, oh, can you buy it? Or it always happened to my friends when you have old classic cars. But I just kept thinking, why is this car like on the radar? It's very strange. And they're driving around. And my neighborhood is very quiet. And it's not like a thoroughfare. It's a cul-de-sac. So yeah. they're like going up and down every cul-de-sac looking for this car, apparently. So I thought that was kind of weird. I don't, Rafi, does that happen to you at all? Um, so I used to have a 1983 Volkswagen Rabbit GTI, and it was not running at the time. And people would, like someone left me a note, and I threw it away because get the fuck away from my awesome car. Um, but <laughs> yeah, if, like with a classic car, don't laugh at that. It's a great car. Don't, f- with classic cars, I I wouldn't leave a note. But I would be tempted to. But um, I know some people who it's not like a classic, but like Jeff said, like there are like certain cars that people like and they will like seek them out. But no. By the way, I found the JMO from Kate Leroy. Her uh, Twitter name is at underscore extra feta. And I also wanted to talk about Toby's JMO, which was. Can't finish a baked potato, but can easily finish a large bag of chips or mountains of fries. Why is that? Uh, I can finish a baked potato, but I could like, and I have recently eaten like a whole bag of potato chips without even knowing it. Like you just reach in and there's nothing left and you're like, oh crap. Yeah. I mean, for me, like I do understand that part of that is one bag of potato chips probably only does like a standard, not a family size, but like a regular large size of probably is a really thinly sliced potato and the oil makes them pop up a little bit bigger. So it's probably maybe not much more than a single potato. But when it comes to French fries, I'm positive I am eating four or five potatoes worth of French (laughs) fries in a serving, especially if it's from like a fried truck or something like that. Yeah, I feel the same way. I don't know about, I can probably finish a baked potato, but I feel sick. If I eat a whole plate of fries, yeah. I don't really feel sick. And I don't know why that is. It, and I will stop with a potato. I'll just toss the rest with fries. I'm like, I could probably eat one more. I see one, like, perfect fry in there. I can still eat it. Could be the grease, too. Like, the, on the French fries helps it settle in your stomach easier or go down easier. Like, bites of baked potato, unless it's a loaded one. You know, you might have it with butter or sour cream and chives or whatever people, cheese or whatever, might help it go down easier but otherwise it's fairly whereas french fries are you might be dipping them in ketchup or vinegar or whatever might might help them go down easier crazy canadians vinegar okay vinegar is good malt vinegar the worst one (laughs) no not on french fries it's not my wing place they have um great fries and 
the ones I get, they call them beach fries for some reason, and they're seasoned and they have malt vinegar and they're fucking delicious. Nice. I think it's that the sounds smell. great to me. Because I like salt and vinegar chips and I like salt and vinegar wings, which I've had. When my friend, we used, we got used to get fish and chips like when we were in high school. We used to go to like those crappy places, and she would always have just the malt vinegar, and that smell was just like ugh. So I can't actually say that it's disgusting because I love every other kind of vinegar, so I'm sure I would like it. I think it's just the smell has put me off to it. Or maybe it's that I was eating fish and chips. <laughs> um, I think uh, we could call it a night here. We've been talking for almost three hours now, and that was a long episode, but we got through four shows, so that's pretty good. Well, thank you so much, Toby, for being on again. That was super fun, and I know like it's a lot when you have to work and be on the show at the same time. Well, actually, I don't really know, but I imagine <laughs> that it's pretty crazy. So uh, you, not bad. you maintained, and you did a great job. So um, thank you. And Rafi, of course, thank you again for being on, as always. And thank you for filling in for me. And that show was uh, really fun to listen to. I'm like, hey, you guys should have a show. Uh, <laughs> Uh, where can we find you guys um, if you guys want to be found? Toby? Uh, at TMilt on Twitter. Uh, that'll be good. And Rafi. Rafi? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, no, I just want to say that if you're listening to this on Saturday, it's too late, but good luck to Ashley at the MS Walk. I don't I, I don't think she needs luck. It's like she's racing, right? Um Good luck uh, I do wanna... collecting money. Right. So I think I think time's up for that. Thank you to anyone who donated. I do want to shout out. Uh, it got deleted on our last one, but uh, I hung out with Rachel. Uh, we had some beers. It was fun. I hung out with Brittany. We had some beers. It was fun. Shout out to Scott Marquez and Jay Inslee and Emily uh, for the shout outs and whatnot. And um, go to In This Together Festival because apparently Megan needs money. And we want this to go over well. That Absolutely. Is I cannot wait. Yes, shout out to Scott Marquez. I gave him a shout out on Emily's episode, but I know we had a whole little why we love Scott Marquez segment on the the one that didn't get recorded. So, hi, Scott. You're our fan. <laughs> We're so happy about that. And thank you for listening to the show. Support Allison's show, as I already said. If you want to be on this show, email bffancast at gmail.com. And if you want to do a thank you for being a fan episode, where you just, it's just your whole episode and you want to talk about how you became a fan of Allison, you can email me, you can hit me up on Twitter at BFFancast and tell me you want to do thank you for being a fan. Follow me at JMOs and BFFs and I think that's a wrap. Thank you and good night. Thank you. She's not breaking